Blog Talk Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. He's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I start doing anyhow, anyhow, anywhere beloved. Somebody say anywhere beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To put your hands on the tree.
Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We serve a faithful God. Good God. Great God. Awesome God. Thank you, Lord. And we, we, we are so grateful for our Lord, our God, our Savior. Amen. Who has saved us. Who has, hallelujah, brought us from darkness to light. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. We are so grateful. We are so grateful for our God. We are so grateful for our Lord, for his love and mercy that endure forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Hope everyone can hear us fine tonight. 
Thank you, Lord. I believe we're going to have a great program tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. We're going to share God's word, God's revelation tonight. Thank you, Lord. I usually like to hear people. Uh, yes, we hear you, brother. Amen. Thank you, the Lord's servant. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we can go ahead and, and thank you, Jesus. Begin the program. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. That it will bless people's life in a special way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Jesus is about to come for his bride that have made herself ready. Shalom, Sister Loretta, the Lord's servant, the Lord Harley. Amen. Shalom, each and one of you. Those that are logging in, that will lock in. Those that are listening through a different way, different form. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, help your people to log in and stay in without any problem. In Jesus' name, send billions and trillions of warriors, angel, archangel, in Jesus' name. Welcome to, thank you, Lord. Welcome to a Tuesday Bible study, my brother and my sister. I'm here with my brother Tony and my son Joshua, who both will be sharing. Uh, thank you, Lord, what God will put on the heart to share, my brother and my sister. Today, usually, not usually, but sometimes, I will have a title, and I'm in the book of Hebrew, where we'll be, we're going to begin, Hebrew 11, 6. It says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently, I see that's right, daily, mm-hmm. seek him. Yeah. Amen. It made yeah, more sense to right. me when I when I read it that way. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And and I was comparing it to other Bible. I said, I went into the different Bible, and I wanted to compare the meaning of that. It says that in this uh, Jewish Bible, without trusting, it is impossible to well pleasing to God. Because whosoever approaches him must trust that he does exist and have become a reward to those who seek him out. I love that interpretation there. But I love the word that uses well-pleasing God. Okay? Because when I looked this, in the, I went into the Hebrew, the meaning of pleasing God or pleasing. And wow, 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 what a, what a mighty... Revelation I received there I said went into the Hebrew I'm, I'm waiting for more people to log in And then something else the Lord showed me this morning That I know it's going to Bless God's people I know it's going to bless God's people My brother my sister Thank you Lord For those that are looking to be going home though Those that are looking to be home Very very soon Will be pleased tonight to know Amen Thank you Lord so let me go ahead and, and 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 compare in the Bible what is to please God. What is to please God? An example. We have an example in Matthew 3.17. And Lord, voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, son, in whom I am well pleased. Yeah. And he uses here, like it says in the Hebrew Bible, you see why I love certain translations I love. Because, look, the Hebrew Bible here says, the Jewish Bible says, well, pleasing to God. 
And it made sense then when you go into Matthew and you hear the voice of Father speaking to the multitude, my brother insisted, in whom I am well pleased. Because exactly what the word please means, Jesus. Yeah. The word means Jesus. It really means, and I'm going to share to you where do I get my information from the Hebrew Bible. The word please has two, it has three letters. Only three letters, my brothers and sisters. I'm going to go ahead and put it in the chat room. And it's the same word as, as when we say please, P-E-L, P-L-E-A-S-A-E. Please, right? Okay. And the Hebrew, which I'm going to put in the chat room now for people to see. Three letters, my brothers and sisters. Sounds like N-J-N. Okay. Sounds like it, the way it, it's written. Okay, but let me tell you the significance of it. The first letter is the Aleph. The first letter in the Jewish calendar, Aleph, like if we say in English, A. A, my brother insisted. Isn't that what we used to get in, in grade in school, A? Amen. But A is the first letter. Jesus is the first from creation. So it's going straight to Messiah, to Jesus. When it talks about, so the letter... These are the three letters for the letter for the word please in Hebrew. N-J-N. Looks like N-J-N. Okay? But it's the way it's been written. Okay? And, and it's the, it says the same word we find in Hebrew 11.6. Please God. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Isn't that incredible? And it's the first letter of the alphabet. Okay, from the Hebrew language, the first letter, okay, which is related to the word please God, okay, which is all related to Messiah. We have to be like Christ to please God. Shalom, Sister Wendy. Okay, there's no other way we can please God. We have to be like Christ, says the Hebrew language, the Hebrew alphabet. When I, as, as I'm studying this today earlier, this morning, this afternoon, I was shocked by the revelation on how the word please describes Jesus, describes Messiah. And we are not to be saying please to people because there is a type of idolatry when we say please to men. Although then how do you refer to someone without offending them? Now is my question, Brother Tony, what do you think? Yeah, we have that. Uh, we have that custom or that you know to to say it, but but yeah, it it's, uh, it makes sense, you know what you're saying. Uh, we just you know we we you it's like I said it's like a custom we just say it all the time and but um when you said that earlier <laughs> yeah that that really made me think too. Um, it touched my heart, brother. Yeah. It just touched my heart how the word let the letter the word please. Mm-hmm. Begins with the alphabet, like it was A in, in our alphabet, but in Hebrew, Aleph. Yeah. You know, Aleph. Wow. And then it ends with Aleph. It has two Aleph word there, two A. In the middle means gift. The J in the middle means gift. What did John three sixteen says, brother Tony? Go ahead, say it. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave 
His one and only son, his only begotten. Gift. God gave us a gift to save us. Jesus is the first from creation, Aleph. Although in the the Hebrew calendar, the last word is not Aleph, it's Beth, B-E-T, as we were looking it up. But you find the word Aleph twice in the word please. Twice. What does that mean? Christ and us, the hope of glory. I see. But that word in the middle that that like J we may call it which is it's it's um num okay which means gift or gave gift yeah. same thing gift but there's another meaning with that word noon noon there's as I'm looking that word noon now my brothers and sisters so incredible because everything is in the word of God. It says in, in um, Solomon, uh, Solomon 1, 7, tell me thou whom my soul loveth, tell me, O thou, you, who my soul loveth, where thou feedest, where thou make thy flock to rest anew. Why should I be one of the turn aside of the flock as a companion? This is the Lord meeting his bride anew in heaven for dinner. For supper. What is it? No more is what dinner? No, supper. What is supper? No. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> uh, they call that a, yeah, supper. Yeah. Supper. Supper, yeah. Because the Bible does talk about the supper of the Lord, doesn't it? So when we talk about noon, thank you, Lord, supper, when you look things in the Bible, you are going to find the significant. Amen. Supper with Him. Okay, there's one in, in in the New Testament where He says to supper with Him. The sup is the supper of Jesus. Uh, there's one in uh, Revelation. Actually, there's two in Revelation. Two in Revelation, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Revelation 4, I believe, or Revelation. In the beginning, there's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revelation 19 talks about supper and also in the beginning of Revelation. Don't know why the Bible is not given to me. I know it's there. Oh, okay. It might be, okay. Thank you, Lord, to supper with him. Yeah. Thank you, Yeshua. Praise you, God. So we're going to supper with the Lord. And it's in the word police. Yeah. A noon, a noon. The timing. Who, who would have thought that the timing would be uh, Shalom, Sister Regina? It's specifically in that word, my brother and sister. The Lord is coming. Jesus is coming for His bride to have made herself ready. My brother and sister, Lord, please help me to remember everything you were saying to me this morning. Thank you, Lord, because He was speaking to me in that place, that special place. Hallelujah, what the bride was for him at one time. His sons and daughter were there. With their memory, thank you, Lord, their memory is going to come back to them. Thank you, Lord, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen to what Proverbs 10 says about the memory. The memory of the just is blessed. 
the memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked is, is short run. Marvelous sisters, our memory is blessed, and there are many things we have forgotten, but God is going to bring it back. He's going to restore it. He said it's time, the Lord says to me this morning, to restore the memory of his people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. So unless I looked up the word, please, God, okay, because without faith, no one can please God. So faith is practically like holy. It's as important as holiness. Because without holiness, no man will see the Lord, right? right. Without faith, no one please God. But it's because we are created to please the Lord. Yeah. As I looked up in the Bible, pleasing God, I find across these verses in the Bible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me let me go ahead and open it now. Praise to God. Of Abraham pleasing God, my brother and my sister. And we are called to please him. And without faith, no one can please the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. So we, we want to please him. We want to please the Lord. So no one can please God without faith. Whosoever goes to God must believe that he exists. And he reward those who seek him. My brother, the Bible translation says, Hallelujah. Samuel, speaking to Saul, says this, but Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, 22, answered, What pleases the Lord more, burnt offering and sacrifice or obedience to his voice? It is better to obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It is better to listen to God, to offer. Hallelujah. It's better than, it's better than to, to listen to God. That's, this, this is the standard Bible. So in Genesis 17, 18, Abraham said to God, Please let Israel be the son of your promise. Hallelujah. Live forever. Live before you. He wanted Ishmael. And he begged God. Notice that we can pray for things, and we can ask God for things, my brother and sister, that are not the will of God. And Abraham was a holy man of God. But here, he is, he is pleading for his own Ishmael, my brother and sister. And he's asking God that Ishmael will please be the one of, that God has chosen. Thank you, sister. Amen. But it was Isaac that the Lord had chosen. Mm-hmm. It was Isaac that was pleasing to God, not Ishmael. So Ishmael could not be my brother and sister. Because it's who is pleases the Lord. It's whom the Lord had chosen. Yeah. As there are many, cho- many called, but few yeah. are chosen. The Lord spoke to me that this week about that. Chosen. I asked the Lord about someone. And the Lord says, he is my chosen. It's specifically leading me to understand, led me to understand by his word, that many are called, but few are chosen. 
Chosens are special. They're special to the Lord. They're special to God. Because he, he was the one who chosen. And the Bible says he had chosen us in Christ. Yeah. Chosen us in Christ, in him. So it's special. Chosens are special. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See how one thing will lead to another? And you look for one? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. How, what do, how do you understand chosen, Brother Tony? Uh, what came to mind was, what I understand from it is, uh, the Lord says, uh, I will have mercy on who I want to have mercy. Mm-hmm. Like what he says in uh, in uh, Romans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he can he can choose someone, you know, just as he can give someone a gift because that's just who, who he wants to give a gift to, you know. It's because he wants to give that gift to someone. And that's how I see that chosen is some are chosen, you know. Um, he just he just chooses them, you know. It's like, it's like that verse when he says he chose us before the creation of the earth, you know, before, before creation. It's something that, you know. But he says that the chosen are a peculiar treasure. Look. Yeah. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself and Israel for his pe- peculiar treasure. So chosen people of God are a peculiar treasure to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's something special, it's not? Yeah. It's not like choosing an apple from the market. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. It's special to the Lord. It's, it's a peculiar treasure. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I've got to... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That's pretty good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your God. We serve such a wonderful God, brother. He, he, he is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And then in Isaiah forty-eight ten, look how he can he'll put the the he chosen one through the test. He says, "For behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver." I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that is speaking, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So notice how the chosen one yeah. will go through affliction. Yeah. It is something that through the furnace of affliction. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And that's the way the only way gold is purified. Mm-hmm. Not like silver, he says, because we're not silver, we're gold. He wants that the best. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then he'll deliver his chosen from so so much, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Matthew twelve eighteen. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved whom I saw as well. Please, I will put my spirit upon him. He shall show judgment to the Gentile. He was here talking about the Lord. But in the Lord, because we're chosen in Christ, he's talking about us too, because yeah. we are chosen in Christ. In him, we we are part of his body, so we're chosen in him. So it, it, it's, a, it's a, you know, the son of God's not going to have just anything in his, in his body. He's going to have the best. Yeah. Okay? And then he says in Matthew twenty sixteen, so the last shall be first, and the first last for many are called. But few, few. You know what that word "few" means? Yeah. 
Very little. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then few, few are called, and for many are called, few are chosen again. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. And then he said, for you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So the chosen means to be asking the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a teaching from Rabbi Jesus. Yeah. How do we pray? Well, we pray how Jesus said of the chosen to be. But I have chosen you and ordained you. Mm-hmm. See, there's, there's a chosen and there's an ordained. And he's combining, he, he's given the chosen or, and ordained. He's ordaining them and the way they should do things. First, to bring fruit. That's the priest of gospel. And, and also to bring fruit, fruit of love, fruit of peace, all that. And us, because he's put on his spirit. Mm-hmm. And the, what are the fruit of the spirit? Joy. Joy. Love. Love. Patience. Patience. Long all those are the yeah. fruit of the spirit that will be manifested in our life. Yeah. My brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we are chosen in him. Before the foundation of this earth. And that's what he had taken me this morning to show me. Okay. And there, he was speaking to me because I know many of the memory are not there. That he beginning now to bring the memory of his chosen one. And whom they are in Christ, in him. Which I was stunned when he was speaking this this morning to me. And he was showing me people from there that are here, that are his chosen, whom he's going to bring those memory back. My brother insisted. And the memory of the righteous is blessed. Those memories are important and they are blessed. Yeah. Blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So powerful what he was speaking to me in regard to that. Hallelujah. He is bringing those memory back. You will remember him. Who you are in him. He's calling upon your life. Memory are going to come to you from him. Thank you, Lord. And you will begin to remember. Thank you, Jesus. Because what the enemy is doing in the last days is attacking the mind. He doesn't want people to remember. And that's why if almost everyone is having memory problem. They can't remember even things that the Lord wants them to remember. They cannot. The enemy is attacking the mind. It's attacking your memory. And God wants you to remember the memory of the righteous is blessed. We need to claim that. We need to proclaim that. We need to declare that in our lives for ourselves, that our memory are blessed. We're going to get our memory back. He's going to restore our memory. He's going to help us remember in him who we are in him. Not who we was, who we are, because we've been chosen since the foundation of this world. Whatever we are now, we work with the Lord, with God. We are. We just can't remember. But the Lord says he's restoring the memory to me. He was speaking these things to me, that he's beginning to do this, and I rejoice as the Lord was saying this to me and showing me his people from there here. And I can see it, such an anointing. 
It was like in a golden pressing of anointing of a cloud. Golden. My brother just stood. And his people were there in that anointing of the cloud. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing that back now, he says. He's beginning to do that now, to bring those memories to his people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. He's going to awake them to whom they are in him. No more what the enemy hold them back from remembering whom they are. Thank you, Lord. Because the enemy in the last days is attacking the mind. But we have the mind of Christ. We are more than overcoming him. And if we pray, if we ask for our memory to be restored, it will be restoring his name. Because in the name of Jesus, by faith we'll overcome the world. And in the name of Jesus, we'll overcome the enemy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Please focus on the Lord in the last days. Don't let anyone distract you in the Lord. Because your memory will be restored in the Lord. There is an anointing from God for your memory to be restored. As he was speaking to me this morning, I can feel the anointing. I was speaking with someone on the phone. person can feel the anointing also. said there's an anointing for tonight, Brother Elvie. Yes, there's an anointing. I can feel it in my hand. I can feel it in my body. There's an anointing for memory to be restored in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name. And I pray, Lord, for my brothers and sisters, that the memory tonight, Lord, where you said you are beginning to do this, Lord, to restore the memory of your people. Because the memory of the just is blood. Your word says, and I pray that tonight, in Jesus' name, that our memory be restored, Lord. That the enemy no more can make us forget, Lord. That we will remember. We will know, Lord, and we will remember, Lord. Everything we are in you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray for hate of protection and wall of fire around our life, around our memory, Lord, that we will remember in Jesus' name, that our memory will be restored in Jesus' name. Yeshua's name. Yeshua's name. We pray in your name, Jesus. Restore the memory of my brothers and sisters tonight. Begin this work tonight, Lord. Help us remember who we are in you. In Jesus' name, let your anointing be released over your people. Break every change. Break every change. Break any plan of the enemy, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. That anointing, I can feel it being released over God's people tonight. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jehoshua's name. The enemy tried to stop this from flowing tonight, from coming from heaven tonight. He tried to stop this. Because the devil can know and understand how important this is. People are memory being restored. He's been coming against the memory of people. Hallelujah. Keeping them from remembering whom they are in Christ. Hallelujah. We are elected, selected in him. By him, special treasure, peculiar treasure in Christ we are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Restore the memory, Lord, of the righteous. They are blessed, the word says. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Yeshua. I thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Restore the memory. Let your anointing flow over your people and stay over them all day, all day long, all night long, Lord, and nothing will steal this blessing, this anointing. Put a hand of protection on the wall of fire for their lives. Let that anointing flow. Let our memory be restored in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Stop flowing. Stop flowing. I can feel that anointing. Stop flowing. Jesus was speaking to me from that anointing, from that presence of God, like a cloud of anointing, a strong anointing. Hallelujah. And I can see my brother and sister under the, in that anointing in eternity, back then with God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He says, I'm beginning to do this now. He says, do it. He was speaking to me this word. Thank you, Lord. And I can feel that strong anointing because I was so close to it right there. Thank you, Lord. And it was coming all over me. Thank you, Jesus. I can feel it over my leg now, over my body. Thank you, Lord. That strong anointing, golden anointing, hallelujah, to restore people's mind in Christ. Thank you, Lord, to remember, to remember whom they are in God. Thank you, Jesus. To be awakened to the day and hour, his mighty army, his mighty soldier, his intercessor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Receive it in the name of the Lord. Receive the anointing. Hallelujah. To be restored. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. It is so strong. Hallelujah. I can feel it in my belly. It's so strong. I can feel it in my back. It's so strong. So strong. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and being faithful tonight, Lord, to minister to us, Lord. We need you more than ever, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be saved. To make it to the end, Lord. Whoever endure to the end shall be saved, your word says. I claim that word tonight in Jesus' name. That each and one of us be saved and none of us be lost. In Jesus' name I pray. Mighty Lord, mighty Yeshua. Mighty Jehoshaphat. Save our family, Lord. In Jesus' name. Save my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Whoever persevere to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want to miss this trumpet sound that is about to come soon, Lord. We don't want to miss a change of transformation that is coming soon, Lord. We shall be changed at the last trumpet, the Word of God says. We want to be changed. We want to be used by God. Hallelujah, Lord. Show us your glory. We want to see your glory in the days to come, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Bless us. Bless us. Bless us, the Lord. Bless us, oh Jesus. Bless us. Hallelujah. Listen to a little bit of the shaking in that is coming. I'll be back after this.
and but it's necessary to happen. The shaking that's getting ready to take place is necessary because the Lord needs his bride to be focused. So keep your eyes focused. And I saw literally um, our feet being planted in firm foundation, like, you know, concrete. When it's settling and it's, and it's wet and it dries and our feet are like solid in him. And we were focused on him and I saw our eyes fixed on him. And that's the posture he wants his church. Firm and grounded on him. Fixed on him. Not looking to the right or the left because what's getting ready to unfold and take place is beyond what we can think or imagine. And we have to be fixed on him. We have to be so just devoted and just focused on him. Which is why he's trying to address his bride and get you refocused. That is not about ministry. It's not about all these other things. It's about him. And that's why he wants us to return to our first love, which is him. Nothing else can get in the way. So that's what I saw. I'm not going to add more or take away. That's exactly what I heard in my spirit. So stay focused on him. That's why he's redirecting us to be so caught up in his presence and seeking his faith. Because there's more that he's going to pour out for the end time. Because we are living in those times now, presently. So be encouraged. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. We're at that hour. We're at the last of the last. Thank you, Lord. There's a shakening in the spirit because there's a shakening that's going to manifest in the world. It begins in the spirit and it will end up in the world. There is a shakening that's been going on that we can feel. We can experience in our spirit, which will be manifest soon in the world, our country, our nation, our world. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken very, very soon. Time is over. The Lord is coming for his bride that have made herself ready. My brother and sister, who's been repenting, who've been seeking him, sincerely repenting, sincerely seeking him, sincere looking to be going home to heaven and spending eternity with Christ. That's what it's all about, my brother and sister. The Bible says in Genesis 17, 18, then Abraham said to God, please let Ishmael be the son of your promise and live before you. Hallelujah. Then Genesis 24, children, servants said, Lord God, my master Abraham, allow me to Find a wife for his son. Grant me the, the fortune today. Please show this kindness, loyalty to my master Abraham. And he prayed this way because he wanted to please God. Because Abraham pleased God and he learned from Abraham. You can learn to please God from someone. Jesus said that we should follow in his step. Following his example. Jesus said, because we can learn from other ones. And here the servant of Abraham learned from Abraham and pray, my brother and sister, 
It says that I came today to the spring, said, Lord God, my master Abraham, please make my trip way successful. Make my trip successful, he prayed. Hallelujah. Please again. And acting like Messiah who pray and intercede. He intercedes for us day and night, the Bible says. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. My ministry practically over. This week when the Lord took me to heaven, I was up there, and we were working on my garden. And the Lord said, when I said, the tribulation is going on down there, I wanted to come down, and the Lord says, no, you stay here until, indicating to me, wait, because you want to come down to help. But the Lord says that once we gave them the warning, once we told them to repent, and if they haven't, it's on them. Jesus said this to me. It is on them if they don't take the word. If they don't receive it, if they don't repent, it's on them. And that's what we've been doing. We've been telling people to repent. Darkness is coming. Go ahead, read the, Joshua, about the darkness. Um. And the songs of the temple shall be howling in that day, said the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Hear this, O ye, that flow up the knee, even to me, the poor of the land, to fail. Then one will the new moon be gone, that we may sow corn and the Sabbath, that we may set forth wheat making the ephah small and the shecks go great, and falsifying the balance by the seed, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes. We and sell the refuse of the wheat the Lord has sworn by the excellency of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their works. Shall not the land tremble for this? And everyone mourn that dwell therein. And it shall rise up holy as a flood, and it shall be cast out and ground as by the flood of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth and clear it. He will, the, he will make, the sun will come down at noon, he says. He will darken the sun at noon. Mm-hmm. And a clear day. That is coming. That is close. I believe it was yesterday. It was nice and sunny. In order to sun, it began to rain. As far as I know, before it rains, it gets cloudy. Okay? Mm-hmm. You cover the earth with the earth, yeah. the birds are being noisy. With the covered over there. Thank you, Lord. Uh, that's my worshiping crowd. Uh, it, they, yeah, sometimes they get a little, just put over them and that, that should be fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They love to worship the Lord, so we allow them to do that. Because let everything that has breath in it yes. worship the Lord, right? Yes, so, right. Thank you, Lord. So they're quiet now, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So the memory of the just is blessed. Amen. But the name of the wicked shall be 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. God wants us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. In which, First uh, Corinthians 15, 2, in which also we are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So keep it in memory, he says. Notice how the work can cleanse our mind. Because how are you going to keep it in memory? You know, it's to remember. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. So it's important that the word of God cleanses our mind. The enemy is not attacking the mind. Amen. But God is working on us, my brother and sister. To, to, he said he would, the Lord says to me, he will begin this, hallelujah, to, to restore our mind, to, to restore our memory, is what he said, our memory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Uh, talking about Paul in Acts 9.15, For the Lord said unto him, Go that way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear up my name before the Gentile, the king, and the children of Israel. Talking about the Apostle Paul. Amen. We are a chosen vessel to bear the Lord's name, carry his name, to preach his name unto the nation. Because it's not a name in which we can be saved, but in the, only but in the name of Jesus, right? So it has to be the name of Jesus we preach, the name of the Lord, unto salvation for the Gentile, for the nation, to be in safe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Amen. And to all the people, but unto the women chosen before by God, even to us who drank with him after he rose from the dead. Talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we, we are to we are here to please God. In in number uh, Exodus thirty three eighteen, Moses said, Now please show me your glory. And, and so please he says. So he comes to God as Messiah word. So we have to come to God and say, Please. I have heard preachers say, Oh, you don't say please because you are the son of God. And the contrary, we say please because when we come to God, we come to him like Christ. So we have to say please. We have to humble ourselves. Jesus humbled himself as an example to us. So how can we say we don't need to say please? Please, hallelujah, Christ being the first from the dead, the first from creation, humble himself. And so please point out the Messiah to Jesus. He humbled himself. So what is the example? We got to do the same. Yeah. Humble ourselves to come to God and say, please, God. Please, Lord. I know that the Lord likes when we say, please. And not just when we say, oh, I want this, I want that. Of course, we have to ask for everything in the name of Jesus. But we need to understand that we need to say, please, Lord. Humble yourself like Christ. Humility. Jesus, what is about him that that changes our life when we learn, it says humility. 
how he humbled himself before God, even becoming lower than the angels, the Bible says, not thinking that he was God at the moment, but he was down as a servant and served God's will. The Bible says that Moses served God in all the house of God. But imagine how Jesus served God. He well pleased God. Father said he was well pleased by his son. His obedience, his dedication, his humility, his love for his disciples, taking care of his disciples. You know, when you, when we sin, Jesus never stands before Father accusing us. He's always saying, interceding, saying, Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. And this is why even the people that are in hell today, that die and, and ended up in hell, was by their own choice. Because when they were alive, Jesus interceded for them and said, Father, have mercy. And Father did have mercy on them. The Bible said that if, 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 if God makes his son come on over good and evil, over everyone, he, he feeds everyone. The earth only doesn't give food to the righteous. It gives food to everyone. No one can say there's no food for me. Unless you are poor, which are poor is all the gift from God to us to take care. My brother and sister, and the widow, he says, to take care. My brother and sister. But God take care of his own. If he feeds the birds from the air, who doesn't do nothing in planting, God feeds them. The grass that is thrown into the oven, he feeds them. He dresses better than Solomon. How much he will do to us. Gee, I have little faith, he says. Our problem is faith. Our problem is not whether God can feed us, yes or not. Whether God has the power to feed us, yes or not. Whether God's word is not, it's not going to fulfill what God said, yes or not, because it will. Our problem is a lack of faith in God that we need to address within ourselves and say to ourselves, do I have faith? Can I pray and expect God to, to provide? Can I pray and expect to see what God will do? And the answer has to be yes. Then I need to be repenting my pride and unbelief because we're struggling every day with it. I don't know of any human that can say they don't struggle with pride. They don't struggle with doubt or they don't struggle with unbelief because we do every day since the garden. So God wants us to repent those things and say, God, I'm sorry for my doubt. I'm sorry for my pride. I'm sorry for my unbelief. Remove this garbage from my heart, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, please, like Christ, remember, please, like Christ, please, Aleph, has the two letters of Aleph, the first in the, in, in the alphabet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. It's all within the word of God, my brother and sister, to bless us, to help us. He is the word. He's a living word, yeah. and he's a living word in our in our lives. Amen. He's just asking us to believe. Hallelujah. Believe. And if you believe, you will see his glory. He says to Martha and Mary, right. that if they believe, they will see the glory of God. And the glory of God is a manifestation of the power of Jesus, mm-hmm. making everything new, everything, everything that is dead alive. That's what the glory does. When Jesus returned back in his glory, all his angels, 
He changes everything. He defeats Satan immediately with his glory, the Antichrist. He overpowers him with his glory. And all that Nephilim and all fallen angels are immediately defeated with his glory. They're powerless. And they're taken from there and, and immediately thrown, and thrown into jail again to be coming immediately to the, to the judgment day, white throne judgment. All of them will have to give an answer for themselves. They can tell humanity during the great tribulation that they're gods, that they're dead, that they're that, lying to them. In the great day of judgment, they will have to give an account. And all the lies to humanity is going to be exposed. These demons showing themselves as aliens to people, making people believe that they're beings from another planet, deceiving people, misleading them, misguiding them, pretending to be in beings from another planet. When God only created angels, archangels, seraphims, spirit, creature, and human, we are the creation of God. God created the heavens, Genesis 2, and all the hosts of them. The Bible calls them hosts, those that dwell in the heavens. And then on the earth, then God created the earth and created Adam and Eve. And from there, that is the creation of God. Will the God have any host in other planet by billions? Yes. They are the host of heaven. God created them in the beginning. And that's it for creation. There's no other beings in other planet. People have gone to Mars, Pluto, and other planet. They're empty and dead. There's no life in them. They're breaking through rock with this technology. Trying to find life in this planet. There is none. Because there's no life without Jesus. Why there's life on the earth? Because Jesus came down in the beginning when he spoke the earth to be. And then Father came and said, Hallelujah. The earth was in dark and void, formless. And God said, let it be light. Father began to create when there was no life. He began to speak the word. The word gave his life. And from that very moment, he began to create life in this planet. There was no grass. He spoke grass into being. Let the dry land produce herb, grass, and life in it. Create a bird for the air, the livestock, fish and all that over the sea. He separated the dry from the, the sea from the, from the dry land. He spoke life to the sea, and that's why today it's full of fish and all that. He spoke life over the earth. And grass and tree and all began to grow. And he said, let it produce fruit according to its kind. And that's why everything today produces fruit according to its kind. One tree doesn't produce two fruit or three of a different kind. Each is create, it produces fruit according to its kind. As God spoken in the garden. My brother and my sister. Everything that we see today, God spoken into being. Whether these fallen ones wants to lie and tell people about evolution, lies of the pit of hell, deceiving words to humanity, science that cannot be proved. A lot of scientists have quit the theory of evolution because it cannot be proven. But the theory of creation that they have rejected for many years, some scientists already began to embrace. They began to realize that they've been deceived. 
that creation began with God because he is the beginning and he is the end. Thank you, Lord. What say it now, Brother Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I would see, I was deceived by that too because I was, when I was in school, I, uh, that's what they teach. You know, it's the first thing they teach and, and uh, that's the system. You know, they, te- they teach you about evolution and, and all that, but then the Lord came to my life, you know, I understood that was all, <laughs> that was all lies and, and uh, just false teaching and, and, and all wrong, you know, and, uh, and that's how it's, it's even still going on, you know, after all that, but. You don't know how many hours spent repenting evolution and other teaching of those lies from school. Yeah. From grammar school and high school. The lie, you know, you begin as a child to go to school, your parents send you to school. Mm-hmm. And you listen to your parents and you go to school in obedience. I mean, we have to have, get some knowledge to learn how to read. Yeah. And at least read the Bible and all that. The Word of God. Right. But not to be learning things yeah. of demonic. Yeah. Like, you know, peop, my children learn about souls. That fallen angel, fallen Nephilim, mm-hmm. that is, is, is really hurting the earth today. Yeah. They learn all this stuff in school. These teachers preparing these young children to learn about fallen angels from an early age. There's also um, about Princess Diana, you know, um, Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. Which is all fallen angel. Mm-hmm. Diana is a fallen angel. The Amazon women are fallen angel. And, you know, one thing that a lot of people have gotten wrong over the year is comparing all fallen angels to being the same. Because they are not the same. Why? Why the Why does Satan and then one of sues out? Because he has certain knowledge that they don't have. He has certain ability that he they don't have, and then within themselves can recognize those gifts and abilities they have. But humanity don't understand those things. But then, if we search the Word of God and we pray to the Lord, the Lord can reveal us more that everyone is created different in God. We are all different. And unique, yeah. you know, right. and they understand it well in the spiritual realm because there's no basically there's no uh, distance in the spirit. Like everything is, you know, like when I asked the Lord about the bassinated communicating with the body because the spirit's still in the body. And yes, they can, but the demons a certain time of the day they do, but then the demon later on comes and, and cuts that communication. And then the person loses that focus. All of a sudden, a person who's bassinated can be nice and kind. And another time, he can be hating, full of hatred. There's a cut of that, you know, because that's what they allow when they take the right thing. They put the demon instead of the person, but the person can still be communicating back and forward. That's why there can be a repenting. At a certain time, the person can be talking about Jesus. And at a certain time, another time, he can be negating the Lord. Saying like, you know, not even acting like, I don't remember what I said. Did I say those things? Mm-hmm. Now it's the demon reacting. Earlier it could have been the person. Later on could be the demon. So they said one-on-one yeah. where the person can be so, 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 you know, so divisive. Mm-hmm. You know, those are devices of the enemy in the person's life mm-hmm. because it, it took something that it was not supposed to. But God, God is merciful. God has given people an opportunity to be safe, and people can repent. What did David said in Psalm? He prayed that the Lord would deliver his soul from hell. Yeah. 
You know, it, it was like the body praying. But it was a moment where David was, was communicating with God, doing that prayer for his own soul. He will deliver my stuff from hell, he said. Yeah. But it was also applying to Jesus, mm-hmm. whose soul will go to hell to deliver those, Peter said, that in another time will they are captive. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. said that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So God is merciful. God is merciful. Mm-hmm. But there is a price that they need to pay, though. They need to pay a price for their disobedience, you know. And, and, and if people pray, God can have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. And, and those, those are different things. Someone can not be passing and still be demon-possessed. But those are attack of the enemy that people before the Bicene were still getting, you know, for that lack of, of a commitment relationship with God. Yeah. Because that the closer you come to God, the less the the more the demon will leave you. When when the demon, when the demonic man who was in the tomb, when Jesus came to him, what did the demon say to Jesus? Son of the most high God, you come here to torment us. He was a torment to them. And as long as Jesus remained there, they could not remain in their body. The man could not remain there. The man wanted deliverance, but the demons could not remain there. They would have to flee. That's why when he spoke to them, please command us that we will go into the pig. We want to get out of here, but we need a body. All right, go into the pig. And what did the pig do? They threw themselves and killed themselves because there was too much for them. See, human can carry more demon than an animal. Animal cannot do that, kill himself. <laughs> it's just, just the way it is. Yeah. So then the man was set free from that very moment. Legion came out of him, which are thousands. I, someone said that a legion, I can't remember how many thousands is one legion, but it's a lot, thousands. Yeah, about four or five, I believe, something like that. Someone said, yeah. so years ago, someone said that to me, how many they were, because they looked yeah. it up and studied all that. But there are thousands, and that man, thousands left them. He was set free from that very hour. But imagine people today that still have them. Mm-hmm. And that the only thing that have come, the, the, the lesion in them is medication, Tylenol, aspirin, or prescribed medication from the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing they're using to, to, to calm down those demons. But it's actually to calm down the person who is being tormented. Medication, my brother and sister. Which medication, the first doctor were witches. The first doctor, if you look up the history of medicine, were witches. My brother and sister. And how do they went from being there into starting medicine? You know, it's just incredible. Antipresent, I say, antipresent. It's just so sad, but that's, that's the way it's being done today. But the Lord is about to come and set the captive free. This is the amazing thing. Jesus is about to return. And this this got to be a great joy to all of us that the Lord is about to return because he's going to set the captive free. And the Bible says, who the son set free, it is free indeed. You want to read a verse, brother? Thank you, Lord. Uh, yeah, it was that verse earlier that we were... Thank you, uh, Jesus. ...that we were uh, looking for. Um, it, was, uh, it was Revelation, in the book of Revelation. It was... Uh, about uh, sub, supper, it's, uh, <coughs> Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. So what time is supper again? <laughs> yeah, it says noon on that verse we read. Okay, oh, yeah, noon. Uh, and that's in, in, in regard to the bride. Um, see, supper time, it, I want to know when it's, it's usually. It's uh, dinner. <laughs> Some say dinner than supper. Is that? It's, it's, people call it different. Uh-huh. I know that. But is it the same or? or? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I have to explain the difference so we can get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and, and, you know, the first from different countries, Cause, different. Because the Amish back in Indiana, they call, they call lunch supper. So, to me, when I was with them, it was like supper. Uh, but to mm-hmm. me, supper is later on, you know. Uh, but you're right. Dinner, but it says place at noon. Okay. That uh, would be supper then. At noon, yeah. Place at noon, okay, so it would be, okay. Thank you, Lord. Noon time, large meal, noon time. So it says that in American South or in foreign, traditionally, larger meal is at noon time. Okay, noon. That's what they call supper then. Noon is 12 o'clock, right? Yeah. Okay. So right, they were right. Then. The bride, according to the verse we were reading before, right? Yeah. It's going to have supper with the Lord when she go home. At noon. Let me see if I can find that quickly. Thank you, Lord. It's in the other. At noon, which is interesting, right? Interesting, interesting. That we're going to have supper with the Lord at noon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. It was No, it's in the Bible. We had it looked up here. She'll have, uh, oh, yeah, it's in Solomon or Solomon was seven. Tell me, O thou, whom I so love, we're talking to Jesus, where that thou feedest. Now, where's the place? Of, of, and let me share a testimony about this verse. Where the thou feedest? At one time, last, excuse me, last year, Jesus gave me a rational experience. And that rational experience, we arrived at the kitchen in heaven. It was a large, large kitchen. I remember. And we were arriving. Everyone that was coming into the rapture was arriving at the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were arriving at the time of dinner or supper. Yeah. Now, right. I'm combining the word uh, supper. Let's stick with supper because that's right. what the Lord says. Yeah. We were arriving at the kitchen in heaven at supper time, which is at noon time. Mm-hmm. So, th- th- what does that mean? That the rapture will have to be before noon? The day of the rapture, when we go home, mm-hmm. has to be before noon then. I mean, time in heaven is faster than on earth, so. Mm-hmm. No, no, not necessarily faster. There's no time in heaven. That's what we oh. find out here. But the, the thing is that we, the bride will arrive for supper or dinner. Yeah. In heaven, at noon. That's what this verse says. Okay, when we go home, and I, I think this is, this has got to be something exciting. Mm-hmm. Tell me, O thou, O thou, and, 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 if I if I take this into the more, let me go into the, uh-huh. O thou, it says the word O thou, O you, 
Oh, see, oh, you. Tell me, you, who my son loves, where do you pass your flood? That changes a little. Whether you make me die down at noon. Okay. And it changes the meaning, actually. So, okay, so some Bible we need to be careful because um, here it's talking about eating, feed it. Okay. Your flight to rest at noon. So, and there's another verse like the one Joshua was reading. That it said that the darkness begins at noon. Yeah. So, so that means it will end up at noon or before noon. That, that gives us a clue that, you know, that we don't know the day or the hour of the rap, you know, the rapture, of course, but, well, you know, it could be, you know, in the day, here in the day, for us to arrive there, you know, when it's here day and then. Darkness could represent the great tribulation. It says, my darling, I love you, this Bible says. Where do you feed your sheep and let them to rest at noon? Don't let the other shepherd think badly of me. I know not one of those women who shamelessly follow after shepherd. So it's talking about the bride here. Yeah, it is. It's talking about the bride of Christ coming home to supper with the Lord, because that's what the Lord, it's an invitation, remember that, it's an, read it again, brother, an invitation from Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you, Lord. Hold on, let him read that in there. It says, uh, it says, uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. See? Yeah. So we're invited to the supper of the Lord. And there's another verse that talks about the supper that goes for that one. I yeah. think it's Revelation, it's Revelation 19. Yeah, it is. Go ahead and look that up. Go ahead, Jess. What are you going to say? Um, I read a verse, right? It was about, it was like 12 o'clock at night. And midnight. It's like, yeah, about midnight. And it said there would be two people in a bed. One will be still there and one would be gone. Yeah, that's the right shift. Hmm? I forgot that's what the verse pastor. that was. Okay. That is for the pastor. You find it, brother? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Thank the supper. Thank you. Says, uh, and he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, and he saith unto me, these are these are these are true saints of God. Uh, Revelation nine uh, nineteen that was nineteen nine. And it's not that we're going to the supper to eat lamb. Lamb is Jesus. Yeah. You know, because some people can read that and say, "Oh, we're gonna eat lamb in heaven." Isn't that right? <laughs> but lamb is the Lord who's inviting us yeah. to come to his his supper. Hallelujah. Yeah, and, uh, uh, look, yeah. uh, Sister Wendy said that in her rapture dream, she was eating dinner when suddenly the, the rapture took place. Wow. See? See, that's another confirmation there. Yeah. Thank you, Sister. You see yeah. how awesome God is giving us confirmation. She didn't realize mm-hmm. that. So, what the Lord wanted was Sister Wendy to eat dinner in heaven, not on earth. Mm-hmm. 
Because she got rancid while she was eating dinner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, sister, do you see yourself going home to heaven in the rapture from dinner? Is that is that what we are understanding, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. He's so good. He's so awesome. He is confirming this. But yes, that's why Ecclesiastes um, that we're reading here, um, the rapture, Ecclesiastes one seven or Solomon one seven, Sons of Solomon one seven, okay, it says that um, we're we're going to be Hallelujah, we're going to have dinner at noon. It says here, Hallelujah, thank you Lord, which I I think is awesome. Hallelujah, rest at noon then. So we're going to go have dinner with the Lord at noon. My brother insisted. Says, uh, tell me whom I love. Where do you feed your sheep? Where do you make them rest at noon? Okay, so. And then, so why should I look uh, for you near your friendship? I'm like a woman who wear a veil. Amen. So definitely noontime. It's the hour for, for supper. So please, uh, <laughs> wedding cake, uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, you know, it, 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 you know, I didn't think that in the wedding of the Lord will be cake. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was an earthly thinking. But then I saw a large cake with a lot of levels in it. Yeah. You know, at that wedding. It was on a white table, beautiful. It was a large, large cake, and it has different levels, huge for the wedding, huge cake. And, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, wait a minute. So this idea of this wedding cake that the Lord given given people for thousands of years, you know, it's been God. I didn't know it was God. I thought it was men's tradition, you know. And there's certain things we don't know or understand until the Lord, you know, chose us and helped us understand. Probably what I thought it was main tradition. So that means that cake has to be in the Bible somewhere. It has to be in the Word of God because it's in the wedding. It, every detail is in the Bible. Yeah. You know, we might have to, you know, look through the different Bible, but it, it has to be there. Cake has to be there. I, I haven't looked for it. You know, does it say when Abraham when they visited him and he gave uh, those that visited him he gave him is that I think it talks about it in Genesis. Thank you, Lord. There has to be twenty-two passage in the King James about cake. Okay. Well, yeah, Genesis eighteen six. Abraham hastened to the tent unto Sarah and said, "Make ready quickly." Three measure a fine meal, knead it, and make a cake upon the heart. That would be it, right? That, that's cake. one, which yeah. it says hasting unto Sarah. And why, why was Sarah making the cake? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, okay, that's in six. And then, and then in Exodus twelve thirty nine, and they bake unleavened cake. Thou without brought for out of Egypt, it was not le- leaven because they were 
through outer Egypt and could not tarry, neither how they prepared for themselves victory. So, 11, 11. Okay, let me see where. And so, unleavened bread, I don't think it's, it's the same thing as, as cake. Okay. Unleavened cakes. It uses the word cake, though, in Samuel. I want to see if there's more to the cake here in the Bible. And the children got the word kindled the fire. The woman need the dog to make cake for the queen of heaven. Okay, that's what was, that was under disobedience there. And when they burn incense, the queen of heaven, wow. So there was for the queen of heaven, supposedly they made cake. But the, the KKK that was made in Genesis, uh, was Genesis 18, 6. That's the first cake. Uh, and, and they gave to the Lord, a <laughs> body for that. Amen. They gave to the Lord cake. Isn't that? Because the angel, when he asked us to fasten quickly and make the cake, was uh, <laughs> not a wedding without a cake. What do you think about that one? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that's a tradition that we know. That's why I was, yeah. I had that, that was something that when the Lord showed me the cake and the wedding up there, it really surprised me because I didn't expect to see a cake. Yeah. I thought it was main tradition, but seeing it, it opened my understanding, and it's in the Bible, it's in the Word of God. Cake is in the Word of God. Yeah. Amen. So it's biblical. Yeah. It's not. We cannot say it's not biblical. It is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So the word please God, the word please, P-L-E-A-S-E, please, is pointing out to Jesus. The first letter of the word please in the, in the Hebrew Bible is Aleph. And end stop with the word Aleph. And then the word, the middle word in the, in the, in the J, which means gift, in the original Hebrew Bible. So it's Aleph first. He's the first from the beginning, first from creation. And then J, gift. So, so God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. A gift. Gift. Okay which is so incredible. So when we say please, we're talking about Messiah. We need to be careful saying please to men. Because please, it's like you're humbling yourself. And we're supposed to only humble to God. But, we, yeah, we're supposed to be humble, though. Yeah. So it, 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 it's going to be, when I learn something like this, it's like struggle with it. But we're supposed to please Father, please God. With our own life and the word please points to Messiah. So it pointing to us to being like Christ. Let the disciple be like the master, he says. Right? Us. So it's telling us to be like Christ. That's what the word, only in the word please God. Or please. And that's why it says without faith it is impossible to be like Christ. Please God. Without faith it's impossible. It's impossible to be like Christ. Isn't that incredible, the things to learn? Out of the Word of God, my brother and sister. So we, we, when, so Matthew 3.17 that we read before, a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, and who am I well pleased? Now look how God takes the word from pleased to well pleased. What is he saying to us now? Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's the one that came out of the cloud, right, the voice? Yes. But he uses the word well-pleased now. Instead of please God, 
He said the word well pleased. <laughs> it's God pushing us to the extra, go the extra mile. Yeah, that's. And he also said it right when uh, when he was being baptized by, by John, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that also happened there. Uh, and uh, he says, "Well pleased." Yeah. And, and yeah, Matthew twelve eighteen. Uh, behold, my servant, whom I have chosen, be- my beloved, whom my soul is well pleased. This is the word pleased. And then Matthew seven uh, seventeen five. While he said, he spoke. Behold, a, a a bright cloud overshadowed them. Behold, out of the cloud said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him, hear him." Mm-hmm. But he had, Father uses the word well. Well, Which is now it brings a deeper meaning to the word please. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's now my question is if the word please is faith, which is Christ, and the word well, what does it mean now? Is that anointed Christ? <laughs> the, the, yeah. So God is God is pleased when you're anointed, when you're full of power. You know. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I had I had a quick not too long ago about I was I was I had like a, like a glimpse. I was looking at the Lord, and uh, and I don't, it was like it seemed like like a voice, but it said, "I'm Him." Kind of like I knew it was coming from Father, but I was looking at the Lord, and it said, "I am Him." Kind of like I'm Him. I'm the Lord. You know, like Father was, is in yeah. Him. He's in Him, and they're one. And they're one. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw it was, I was looking at the Lord, and it was like Father was saying, "I'm Him." You know. And, Thank you, Lord, for bringing those memories back. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Lord. And I had it a few days back, and that was really, really nice. Oh, really that's good. awesome! Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's what we want. God to bring us memory, because yeah. the enemy is trying to block those memory from coming back, and because yeah. that's what the Lord is speaking about. Those, yeah. those are things God has given us to, to, Absolutely. you know, in Him, mm-hmm. who we are in Him, yeah. His children. Hallelujah! And tonight, I believe there's an anointing to restore memory. To bring the memory back. Thank you, Jesus. Because mm-hmm. as the Lord was speaking to me this morning, I, I can feel that anointing on my own life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're speaking to someone. So that anointing will be there tonight, definitely. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So Mark uh, one eleven. there came a voice from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Again, so well pleased is like repenting, by taking it, taking it further, sincere repenting. Mm-hmm. That's the will, please. Yeah. You know, like prayer, but not just prayer, intercession prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, taking it to the next level. Right. Not just uh, being so basic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, letting, letting the Lord, the fire of God, the Holy Spirit in you, take you to the next level in God. Yeah. Take you to the next intercession. And stung in the spirit, speaking in tongues, speaking in the spirit, confessing that power and anointing flowing in your life mm-hmm. as you let him lead you and guide you in the Lord, in your own prayer life, in your own walk, in whatever God is calling you to do. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. He wants to do that in our life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So remember, we need to make it for dinner and having supper. Noontime is the hour. In case you miss, in case you're wondering, below at what time we're gonna eat in heaven? Noontime. Yeah, noontime. Yeah. Noontime. Remember that, that hour. 
Sons of Solomon 1, 7. Noon time is when we're going to eat. There was another one up by noon. Let me see. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That I believe, hallelujah. Uh, even when, remember we're reading about Joseph? It was in Genesis. Oh, yeah. I, that's incredible because I never really focused on that in regard to, to take, uh, listen to the, uh, Genesis 43:16. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he says to the ruler of the house, bring these men home. Mm-hmm. There's a church going home. Yeah. The church going home. Bring these men home. Slay a beast and make them ready. For these men shall, ha- will, shall dine with me mm-hmm. at noon. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, is, Joseph is a type of Jesus here. And look when God appointed in his Bible that we're going to have dinner with Jesus mm-hmm. at noon. No. So when the Bible says supper and dinner, it means the same then. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Thank you. I thought it was different now, but I'm glad that I learned this today. It, it mm-hmm. means the same, supper and noon, supper and, and dinner. So we're going to have dinner with Jesus at noon. We're going to dine with him at noon. The table will be set for noon. Yeah. The dinner timing invitation is for noon. Okay, I love how Sister Wendy said she was having dinner, but she was ratchet to dinner. You know, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. The Lord is so awesome. Yeah. The Lord is saying, okay, no, you're gonna, you're supposed to eat with me and my yeah. side. Yeah. That is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. The supper of the Lord is to be a noon. So don't miss the day. Don't miss the hour. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That was Genesis. So uh, Genesis forty three twenty five, and they made ready the the presents for Joseph coming anew. Oh, this is another thing. Oh, this this confirms. This truly confirms it. Mm-hmm. The presents, brother, made ready the presence of Joseph for coming anew, and heard that they they ate bread there. Because I remember that Joseph gave them. Um, Yes, in the noonday. Thank you. My son Joshua was reading that. Go back and read that verse, Joshua. The noontime. Thank, get, get closer, Joshua, so the mic can catch you better. Because I, I know the bird would not allow you to read it. Um, just this part about the noon. Yes. And it shall come to pass. In that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in clear day. Darken the day in a clear day. He's going to cause the sun to come down at noon, and darken in a clear day, my brother and sister. There's another one about noon time. Talks about noon, darken the noon. That that is incredible. Um, and exactly how, how it happens is, you know, we begin, the, the, there will be a sign in the cloud. I already saw it, red cloud to the north. And then we get in, into our house, I remember. And then I remember my son Joshua, my son Levi said, Dad, Dad, this is what you've been talking about. Look at the cloud to the north. And they saw the red cloud. And I said immediately to all of us, run, let's run into the house. 
and we all began to run into the house, you know, before the three days of darkness. And 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 but the next day was like the first day for the three days of darkness. And before noon, at noon, like the Bible says, by 10 a.m. was already getting dark, and it was completely dark by noon. And then we will have to be in, three days of darkness begin, but it's just like the resurrection. Three days of darkness, just like the resurrection. When Jesus died from 6 to 9, darkness began that Friday. And Rabbi said that the Friday comes as the first day. Saturday is the second day, and Sunday is the third day. The resurrection happens Sunday morning. Okay? That I, so on the third day, we get our glorified body. Because Jesus got it on the third day, and he is the first from creation, so we follow him. You know? There's a verse what Paul said. That we will be so resurrected with him. So, so you see that the restoration of Christ and all that has to do with also us getting a glorified body. Yeah. We're gonna see if we can find a verse that we will resurrect, like in his resurrection, or we partake of the resurrection. I can't remember exactly, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Amen. We are, my brother insisted, on that weekend. Amen. So. It means that the three days of darkness happens in a weekend, and a Friday, like just like the Lord, like it happens with the Lord. And there are special weekend coming up. There are special weekend coming up in the cal- in the Jewish calendar. I believe it's the end of this month that it's the first month of the Jewish calendar. Someone was telling me that earlier. My brother and sister. So. A specific days are coming. Now, everyone expecting from the 18 and, I believe it's 18 and 19, let me look it up, that the the um, the UN are meeting, my brother and sister. They're meeting this month, this month, okay? And my brother and sister is about, that it's about, um, the meeting is about the seven-year peace treaty, my brother and sister, and it's very significant. This meeting of the UN this month of, of September, um, I'm looking it up right now. Um, the meeting that is for international peace, I believe is what they call them, which they're meeting on on the end of this month. I believe it's, it's the and, and let me look at us because I know I had it. Thank you, Lord. Please, treaty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. In this meeting, my brother and sister, is very significant because what they are they are pushing to Netanyahu is that Israel will sign this peace treaty with the nation, with the UN in New York. Next week, New York next week, they're signing a seven-year peace treaty. In this peace treaty, my brother and sister, what they're looking forward for Israel to sign is to give the Feast of Trumpet and Passover, to give the Palestinian 
the Golan High and the West Bank. We already know that the West Bank, where the Palestinians dwell, is the West Bank. But Israel's been paying the light bill. Okay? So that will have to pass for international community to take care of. But um, my brother and sister, the Golan High is with Netanyahu Israel been building homes for their uh, Jewish that that's been spread over the nation that God said they would scatter over the nations and bring them back to their land. Though Golan High belong to the Jewish people, but in the signing of this next week, what they expect to receive out of this deal is the West Bank and the Golan High. Then all Jerusalem will belong supposedly to the Jewish people. And then the Jewish people can begin the construction of the third temple after this meeting. Okay? Which the Lord Jesus said, we're going to have to uh, go into the word about this. Because Jesus said, my brother and sister, in, in um, Matthew 24, 15, when Jesus therefore see the abomination and desolation is spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, who really let him understand, let them that be in Judea flee to the mountain, let him that be in the house that not come down to take anything from the house, neither let him that is in the field return back to take his clothes. Woe to them that are with a child, to them that give suck in those days. Praise ye that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Okay, two things that Jesus said would not be. Winter or Sabbath day, that we pray that it will not be. But it looks like it's going to be on those days. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. Verse 21, for there shall be great tribulation. Such it was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor shall ever be again. Unless those days shall be shortened, no, there shall be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, See what changes everything, the elect? Those days shall be shortened. Okay, so if any man shall say, uh, shall say unto you, Lord, he is Christ, or there be, is not. Okay, for they shall rise for Christ, for prophet. And this is what the aliens, the aliens idea flowing on the internet, on the United States internationally is, that aliens are about to present a full Christ. Okay, out of all this mess now that is happening, a full Christ. Happy birthday, sister. Amen. A full Christ is about to, to show up in the seeing and all this. Okay, in this shaking and all these, there there's going to be a lot of confusion with people. But don't don't be deceived. Do not be deceived, please. Okay, my brother and sister. Don't be deceived with the things that are coming because they're going to shake in people. This is shaking and coming, the Lord says. It's going to shake in people for the things that are going to happen. Aliens are planning, fallen demons, which are aliens, are planning to present a full Christ. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 24 that when these things are happening, the greater, uh, all these signs, for they should rise for Christ. Okay? And Thessalonians, let me see. I guess First Thessalonians, okay, two, okay, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Very important that we understand the days that we're living. These are dangerous. 
So let no man deceive you, Second Thessalonians 2, by any means, for the day shall not come unless it come in the Geneva says of uh, a departing. This is on says of falling. The domain of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition. Okay? So the domain of sin will be revealed, one thing. That's for the people that will be waiting for him. Who will post in his own self about Lord God that is called God, uh, that is worshipped so that he sit in the temple of, of God, showing himself to be in God. Remember, G, that when I, G, but when I was with you, I told you these things. And you know what we hold it, that it might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity that's already a work, only he that hold it back will hold him back until he is taken out of the way, which is the Lord. For then shall the wicked one be revealed, one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. That's the glory of Jesus. Even whom is coming, talking about, about, about the Antichrist, with the, with the working of Satan, we're all power, signs, and lying wonder. We're all deceived on righteousness and those who perish, okay? Because they receive now the love of the truth that they may be saved. See, salvation is what's important here. Yeah. Salvation. That's why when I pray for people, I pray for them to be saved. And for this cause, God should send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. That all might be damned and believe not the truth, the flesh of it. So, there's, there's another one that I'm looking for where the daily sacrifice will be stopped. I believe that's Daniel. Okay, daily sacrifice. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. That is going to be stopped. Okay, the Antichrist wants to do that. He wants to stop the daily sacrifice. Okay, in Daniel, hallelujah. Daniel 8:11, yea, he manifested himself even to the prince of the host. By him, by him, the daily sacrifice was taken away. Play his sanctuary was that was cast down. Okay. Okay, Daniel, and the host was given him against the daily sacrifice by the reason of the transgression and cast down the, to the truth of the ground and practice and prosper. Okay, in Daniel 2, 11, for that, for the, for, from the time the daily sacrifice will be taken away, the abomination make it desolated, shall be 1,290 years, which is the last three years of the, of the great revelation. By the middle is when the Antichrist is coming to stop the sacrifice. So the temple is already built by the middle of the seven-year great revelation. So what I'm saying to you is, that what they what the UN is signing this month, given the, uh, Jerusalem to begin the construction of the first temple, third temple, the, supposedly they have everything ready for the construction of the third temple, and they're going to begin to do it right away. Um, we can follow this online, though. We can follow the construction online. Um, Someone said years ago that the, the third temple will be constructed in times of um, tribulation. But now that we see that we're still here, and they're already ready to sign the seven-year peace treaty, supposedly Biden is pushing this. Biden is pushing this to Netanyahu the, the signing of the peace. I don't know what they're holding against Israel to do this. 
but it looks like they're going to sign it this month. And it's a seven-year peace treaty. And the other verse is when Paul said to the churches, my brother and sister, in 1 Thessalonians 5, that when they are saying peace and safety, okay, so when they are saying peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come upon them as a travail upon a womb with a shadow, and they shall not escape. And, and Sister Barbara and Brother Dan was talking about this, which is the great uh, earthquake. So this earthquake has been prophesied for years is about to happen. And someone believed that as soon as they signed this at the end of this month, the earthquake will hit right away almost. I don't know how many days a week after. So I, I know this earthquake is close. I know it's close. But people believe that soon as they signed the peace treaty at the end of this month, because God has said through one of his servants years ago, that when America divides Israel, God will divide America, my brother and sister. So God knew years, well, God knew for always, that America will be the nation used in the last day to divide Israel. Because they'll go in high land, belong to the Jewish people. And the reason why they were constructing a golden high is because that was the land available for that. And they have hundreds of homes there, hundreds of, and thousands, I believe, of Jewish people living there. And these are the people that are coming from different parts of the nations. So immediately it's like disconnecting the Jewish people from their own land when they sign this. You know? And of course, the, the Palestinians want the Jewish people to evacuate, as soon as they sign this peace treaty, deal of seven years, evacuate the Golden Heights. So you're going to see a lot of people crying already. There's been a lot of people saying, oh, we're not leaving our land. We're not leaving our land. Well, once it's signed by Netanyahu through the U.N. and all these nations signed, they're going to have to leave the Golden Heights. A lot of people are willing to die for their land, their home. That's going to be sad to watch on television. That's, that's what we are about to watch soon on television. People being killed because they don't want to abandon their own home. They believe God gave them those homes, those land. And God, they gave that land to Abraham and his descendants, to his seed. And for them to be kicked out of there, that's going to be a sad day for Israel, my brother insisted. That is what is about to be signed this month. We should be sad and grieving for Israel. For those people because many probably will be killed for wanting to be in the land that God promised them you know it's a sad day coming it's a sad day for the Jewish people and God is not pleased with what are coming but the nations already agreed on this that they're going to sign it this month seven year peace treaty my brother insisted this mighty earthquake God talked about is about the hidden nation in the world I believe all the nations that will participate in this will be hit severely. God will not mean mock the word of God says. They're mocking God by signing this. The United States should have never been the leading nation in this signing. This is going to be signed in U.S. territory, New York. My brother and sister, New York is where this deal is going to be signed this month, next week. How horrible and how sad 
it is for this nation to be able to come together on this, my brother and my sister. So listen, listen to the to this word again, and listen to what comes the, the prophet that comes afterward. to come. You, you have to share. She's so beautiful. Okay. So as we were in prayer, um, as I was kneeling by my husband, what came to me is that as he was addressing the church, all I heard in my spirit is that there is a shakening that's going to happen in the church that is so strong, and this is for the body at large, that is so strong that only those that have their eyes fixed on Jesus will stand. And, but it's necessary to happen. The shakening that's getting ready to take place is necessary. Because the Lord needs his bride to be focused. So keep your eyes focused. And I saw literally um, our feet being planted in firm foundation. Like, you know, concrete. When it's settling and it's, and it's wet and it dries. And our feet are like solid in him. And we were focused on him and I saw our eyes fixed on him and that's the posture he wants his church firm and grounded on him fixed on him not looking to the right or the left because what's getting ready to unfold and take place is beyond what we can think or imagine and we have to be fixed on him we have to be so just devoted and just focused on him which is why he's trying to address his bride and get you refocused. That is not about ministry. It's not about all these other things. It's about him. And that's why he wants us to return to our first love, which is him. Nothing else can get in the way. So that's what I saw. I'm not going to add more or take away. That's exactly what I heard in my spirit. So stay focused on him. That's why he's redirecting us to be so caught up in his presence and seeking his faith. Because there's more that he's going to pour out for the end time. Because we are living in those times now, presently. So be encouraged. Uh, Folks, today's message is titled, Understanding the Times and the Sons of Issachar. You know, the sons of Issachar have been heavy on my heart lately. For those of you that don't know who Issachar was, he was one of the sons uh, of Jacob, born to land. You can read about that in the book of Genesis, chapter 35, verse 23. Something very interesting was said about the sons of Issachar. We are told they had an understanding of the times. In fact, in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 12, verse 32, we read the following. Of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 
and all their brethren were at their command. If you're a student of Bible prophecy in the world today, you can clearly discern the times we are living in. But most of the church has no clue about the times and seasons that God has so clearly laid out for us in His Word. I want to bring to our attention uh, the rebuke Jesus gave to those around Him who were not paying attention to the times during His first coming. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 54 to 56, the Lord Jesus Christ says the following, And He said also to the people, When you see a cloud rise out of the west, straight away you say, you say there cometh a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, ye say there will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? So we are told that the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times, but the people did, did not discern the signs of the times during Jesus' first coming. The people, however, were without excuse to not understand and be watching because over 300 detailed prophecies had foretold that Christ was coming. The Old Testament provided a description of the circumstances around which the promised Messiah would be born, the bloodline he would come through, the events that would take place in his life, as well as his death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ fulfilled all of these in his first coming to the earth. It is worth noting that even their rejection of Christ was also prophesied. You can read about that in the book of Isaiah and the book of Psalms. The people could discern by looking at the sky if good or bad weather was coming, but they could not discern the promised coming of their Messiah to be watching and waiting for it. That also sounds similar in our world today, doesn't it? All of the signs Jesus told us to look for to signal his soon return are staring us in the face. And yet the majority of the world could care less and have no clue about what is about to come upon this world. In the book of Luke chapter 21 verse 35, the Lord Jesus Christ says the following, For as a snare it shall come on all them that dwell in the face of the whole earth. Is there a connection between the sons of Issachar? And those of us around the world today that are watching for the Lord's return, recognize the season we are in and know that Jesus Christ is about to rapture his church. I would say absolutely. Again, we are told the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times, which means they were aware of what time they were living in. We are told very clearly in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we, the children of the light, will have an understanding of the times and we will see the day approaching. The Bible also tells us that, that that day should not catch us off guard like a thief in the night. Unfortunately, for the majority of the world, it will catch them off guard because they are not watching. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 9, the Apostle Paul reports the following. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. 
But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and fur and helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Which one of these two groups do you fall into? Are you like those of the world who blind themselves to the magnificent fulfillment of prophecy as it stares them in the face? Or are you like the sons of Issachar, who understood in advance what incredible times they lived in and watched in anticipation? If anyone is watching this that doesn't believe we are living in amazing times and in the season of the Lord's soon return, I implore you to be like the sons of Issachar. Be a Berean and do your due diligence to confirm for yourself what season we are living in. The Lord is coming, and he is coming soon. The signs are undeniable, and they're right in our face, right here and right now. We have to occupy until the Lord comes. We need to tell people that Jesus Christ is the only way to the kingdom of heaven, and he's the only name that can save them. We need to tell them right here and right now to put their faith and their trust in the blood of Jesus right now. They need to believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. He was buried, and he rose again. He resurrected on the third day, as it is written in the scriptures. And we need to tell them that now, because tomorrow is not coming. And make no mistake about it, Jesus is coming. And he's coming one day, very, very, very soon. Keep looking up, keep watching with me, and God bless you all. You're up. All right, now I heard this over and over for how many days now? The first uh, the first two, uh, I want to say, first two uh, comments can you see the danger? Can you see the danger? The earth is quaking and it will continue to do so until you recognize the truth. I am. A massive earthquake, unlike any other, is coming. Have you prepared? Your enemies will take full advantage of this cataclysmic disaster and the chaos following it. Okay, so this is the scary part here. Yeah, it is. Okay, new weapons of destruction will be used to compound the damage. The land will be desolate, and the land will be desolate, uninhabitable. Many will be forced underground to escape the follow, that word, follow. The rich men have already prepared for this. The poor man, like us, sad to say, the poor man will succumb. Call on me now. Pray for discernment, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I will shorten the days. Remember, I am with you. Fear not. Whoa. It sounds like while all this chaos is going to go on, there's going to be um, countries that are going to take advantage of it and they're going to try to move in. Yep, that's what it says. That's what it sounds like, which is, instead of working problem, together... And I, I don't, I'm going to say, uh, you guys, now on my Facebook page, I did put uh, Nuclear Winter up there and Nuclear Follow. So if, if you're not on those pages, just uh, Google it and see what that is. Praise you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Last nine, he takes me in the spirit where the brighter light is, spiritually right now. And I began to see a group of my brothers and sisters, hundreds, maybe thousands of them, I would say thousands of them, of every nation, Christians that are going home in the ranch of the pasture of the brighter Christ. They were in front of me. We're going like up this mountain, 
okay? Because Jesus said to me, there was no, there's no more time left. He also has said to me, day prior to this, that we have nowhere to go. In regard to, he showed me that if we are longer on this earth, we're going to see people changing into beasts. And show me uh, a little further from now, okay? I don't know how much time in the spirit, but no one knows the day and the hour. Shalom, Sister Luna. But he showed me that if we stay here longer, we will see people changing into beasts. Because them changing into beasts, it just further, a little bit further ahead. I don't know how, how many weeks or months it is, okay? Until so then, it leaves me, but then it leaves me with more questions. That's, that's the thing with humans. You give them a piece, and, and now comes more questions. Because he's telling me, he has shown me years ago that when we see Russia rise and, 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 be, and launch their missile against the United States, at that very moment when Russia began this World War III, launching their missile against the United States and other country. He takes us out quickly. He showed me. I'm standing with the Lord I'm in front of me. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, beautiful and awesome as he is, standing in front of me, looking to this, my brother and sister, from heaven down to the earth, the missile coming and the bride being taken out. This is the clear message sign he's given me that I'm waiting for. So me seeing the rise of Russia now and hearing our president, our leader talking about uh, stopping President Putin, in other words, getting into a, uh, a nuclear war with Russia, which Jesus giving me as a, as a sign, taking the bright out. So, you know, a few weeks ago, the Lord and the Father says to me, about a month and a half ago, that it was over. It's over for you, he said. And the Lord confirmed, Father said, the Lord confirmed. Witness are two. And the witness are two of matters is established. That's it. It's established. It's over for us. So taking us out of here. Awesome. Great. And so we're seeing the signs clear, my brother and sister. So in this vision last night, when he takes me out in the spirit, I'm seeing the bride of Christ in front of me. Those that are repenting daily, that are seeking him, and I can see them. They're ready to come home with the Father, with the Lord home. To the father to the wedding celebration and I began to see brothers and sisters from here the Lord Tower that I could recognize and I'm, I'm imagine how excited I am that I will have here brothers and sisters of my family in the Lord Tower coming home with me in the rash of the departure that's exciting because we'll get to go to the Lord Tower park up in heaven and sit down and talk about these amazing things of God it's exciting my brother and sister but the Lord wanted to show me, okay, that for us, the bride, there's nothing further we can go, okay? And when I'm up in the mountain, I see in the bride of Christ where everyone is up in the mountain now. And the mountain is so deep below, we cannot go further from where we are. Now I'm like, wow, what does it mean to go all the way up to the mountain? It's the question. Well, Matthew 17 help makes this more clear to us when you go up the mountain. Because the Bible says in Matthew 17 that after six days, Jesus took Peter, Jamie and John, his brother, 
and brought them up to the high mountain apart. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. There is nothing hidden. There is nothing new under the sun. My brother, nothing, there's nothing hidden that will not come out to light. There's nothing new under the sun. This is another repetition of what's going to happen to us here. This Jesus, he's the great example. He's the first, he's the firstborn out of the dead. He is the first example of being changed and transformed into the glorified body. So in order for us to understand what's happening without our body being changed into a glorified body, we see first see it in Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Okay? So, Jesus brings us these three specific disciples. And, and it's always prophetic. And if you look up, if you look up the, 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 the Bible, the history of these three men, they talked about rapture the passion more than anyone. My brothers and sisters, Peter, we know his writing. James, we know his writing. John, book of Revelation. I mean, come on. Come on. These are the three here. A specific apostle, disciple, that will point the bride to that great coming of the Lord. Okay? That's what they did in their work with God. Now they're in heaven. Verse 2, and he was transfigured. Are you listening? Jesus was transfigured, the first from the born. If he's going to show us how we are going to be changed, he will show us in himself, okay? The bride of Christ is about to be changed. I believe in this change of the three days of darkness, because that's what the Lord showed me years ago, that when we get to this point, there will be three days of darkness, and we will come changed and transformed in those three days of darkness my brother and sister it will be amazing it will be amazing now how does this compare to god calling moses to the mountain remember moses he was called to the mountain in, Deut- in deuteronomy 34 my brother and sister deuteronomy 34 1 moses went up to the plain of moa unto the mountain of nabal to the top of Pisgah, that is opposite of Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land of Galilee as far as Dan, my brother and sister. Okay? Now, in this physical, up to the mountain of Moses, we spiritually, because we're dead in Christ, we're considered dead in Christ. Our transformation, our change is like Christ. Remember? What Christ Christ changed into his glorified body in front of his apostles, Peter, James, and John. This is how we are going to be changed. We won't be like Moses. Although some people have died like Moses up, up in the mountain. They have died. They were God in heaven. My power is compared to Jesus. But to give you a second confirmation, because in the, in the witness of truth, a matter is established. So i got to give you the witness of truth. And this is what I'm doing tonight. I thank you, Jesus. So God is showing all this land unto Moses up in the mountain. And all Naphtali in the land of Ephraim and Asses, and all the land of Judah, and to the outermost sea. And in the south, the plain of the valley of Jericho, the seed of the palm trees, as far as sword. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I sore 
unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over hither. It has to be God's way. You can be as anointed as Moses, but remember, it has to be God's way. This is where people get it wrong. Oh, he's so anointed, brother. That pastor, when he speaks, that minister, when he speaks, he is so powerful. He's so anointed. You just listen to him, you get healed. He is so anointed. He's raising the dead, brother. Oh, he It has to be according to how God wants things to be. Can be anointed. My brother and sister. But if you, when you go up to the mountain, you have to come up in the obedience of Christ. That's why the bride of Christ is considered like Christ. Cannot be any other way. That's why when Moses goes up to the mountain, there was still unsettled matter with Moses. He did not get God the glory. And God always gets the glory. God can have me here for a thousand years. If I don't give him the glory, that's an unsettled matter. Please don't walk with no unsettled matter with God. Give him the glory. Humble yourself with him every day. Yes, we are going home. Hold fear for his own salvation. My brother and sister, please stay humble. Give Jesus the glory. Don't matter how much he uses you. Even if, if you just walk by people and they get healed, like the Apostle Peter, give him the glory. Glorify him. Because if you don't, that's an unsettled man. And you will have to die physically like Moses. Okay? And going out to the mountain like Christ has to be in obedience. Jesus submitted to the Father in obedience. My brother and sister, there was no unsettled matter in Jesus. He walks after God's own heart. Like David. That's why he was called the seed of David. He was like David, like King David. My brother and sister, no unsettled matter. He was obedient. Father asked him to come, walk in obedience, and die on the cross. And he did so. To the letter. He came as a lamb. He served God as a lamb. He was beaten, abused. And when he should have like human thinking, opened his mouth, he was quiet. How can you do this to me? Don't you know who I am? No, he, I said, I say, he was quiet. Like a lamb, humble. Walked to the cross. Oh, you'll pay for this. Someone else. You'll pay for this. I make sure when I see Father, I'll tell him to bring his fire upon your life. No, he remained quiet. Being insulted, he remained humble, quiet. He gave God the glory. And when it got worse, as they were abusing him, Father, forgive them. Because they not know what they do. He didn't make accusation. That's not an accusation. He is pleading for mercy for their own soul. Because those that reject him lost dead, the Bible says. They're going to hell. They're going to the lake of fire. That's what they're in it. He prays for mercy that they may have an opportunity to repent and come to God. He, 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 I mean, like him, no one like him. That's why it's all about him. Not about us at all. So he's showing me the bride, my brother and sister, last night. And seeing the bride of Christ, there is 
in the spirit is up there up in the mountain. And there's nowhere to go. That's what he had told me days, days before. But I didn't understand because we, we need his help always. Or we will be struggling, wandering. My brother and sister, he needs to make things clear for us. So he knew I was struggling. I was talking to him. I was asking him for help. You know, so I can understand this better. And I don't say now that I know anything, but this is what he showed me. And he showed me that in the spirit, we are up in the mountain, and there's nowhere for God for us to go. So in regard to time, in regard to time, there's none left. In regard to being here any longer, we cannot walk any further. Because we're up high in the mountain. And if you take a step further from where you are, in this race that we've been running, in this walk that he had us on, if you take a step, you fall down. And we're not to be falling down. The world falls down, not the bride. The bride goes up and the world goes down. Sinful goes down. Sinner goes down. Repentant goes up. It's the way it's been said for a long, long time. My brother and sister, the way that the Lord, our highest, is righteous. So it's been said already. And that's why he was saying to me, that there's, no, there's, not much, there's no further for you to go, in other words. The bride of Christ needs to be out of here any day. Any day. Because there's nowhere for her to go. In regards to her race and running. You're up, up in the mountain. And what happened when you go up in the mountain, Matthew 17... Two, he was transfigured before them. That's what happened. You go up on that mountain. You get to that point where you're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says. You'll be changed in a glorified body when you go up to the end of that mountain. That's the next step for the bride of Christ. The next step. Can you imagine? Spiritually, you're only one step from entering heaven. One single step. One. Because you cannot take a step in the mountain because you're fall. My brother and sister, you're only one step away, you and I, from entering heaven. From being changed and being transformed. And that's the that's close we are. My brother, and that is exciting. I don't know if this excites you yet or not. It does excite me. I, I've been having this joy, this excitement all morning long since he showed me this. It was so mighty. He took me there. He showed me this. I saw my brothers and sisters. It is exciting that in the spiritual, in the spirit, this is what we are in him. This is what we are. One step away from being changed and being transformed, from being in heaven. My brother and sister, this is exciting. This is exciting. This is exciting. This is so exciting. My brother and sister, the bride is about to disappear. This is why they are threatening Russia. Because President Putin is moving those, those missiles to come this way. And we cannot be here because everything will be destroyed. My brother and sister, they have modified in our day those nuclear missiles. My brother and sister, so much that they can destroy so much now, so so much land. Whenever they are throw, wherever they are launched now, and they have planned this for so many years, 
And this is what the Lord showed me years ago, that when we get to this point, when those Russian pressos missiles coming this way, we're going, the missiles are coming down, we're going up. We're, go, we're here now. Then you hear the news, turn on your news, turn on NBC, CBS, Fox News, CNN. Turn it on, turn it on. Am I lying? Am I telling you the truth? Are they not talking about nuclear World War III? That's what was on television, my brother and sister. All over the news, all over the world. Anywhere you are in the world, they're talking about this. What do you think it means? The bride disappears. The bride goes. This is the sign the Lord has given me, my brother and sister. And we know that, this, yes, the media is not telling you the truth. Everything is a lie. They're doing this to provoke Russia. But they are being controlled and manipulated through the nanotechnology that is in their body through the vaccine COVID-19. Let me to go any further. My brother and sister. Okay? So, thank you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. So they're ready. Russia has been ready for years. Okay? And have their own protection against any other nuclear missiles from any other country coming their way. They know how they're going to destroy it in the middle of the sea and it will not get to them. They're already ready for that. But doesn't matter how much they're ready. That's why the Lord God Almighty has given us Ezekiel 38 and Ezekiel 39. My brother and sister. Why? Because there it tells you who is standing ready to go against Israel. Russia and China. There's no more mention of any other country. My brother and sister. Okay? Look at the mistake they made in Ukraine. They gave the Ukrainian all these weapons and missiles in Russia, destroyed on them, and even killed a lot of people from here. They're not telling you the truth. Someone mentioned this, and it lit me up right away. There was a lot of people sent from here there to help the Ukrainian how to use some missiles and all that. Russia killed those people, and they have not even mentioned that. They only talk about the innocent people, innocent citizens that are dying in Ukraine. Oh, my Lord. But they don't tell you the other people that die, that have been killed for weeks now. No, they don't. It's so sad to lie and mislead that is on television. But that's, that's on them. I don't even want to get into that. That is on them. My matter here is to what the Word of God says. The Word of God tells us that Russia and China are standing when all these other nations are destroyed. And they're standing with the whole army, hundreds of thousands of soldiers, ready to go against Israel. Okay? God says. But God says to Russia and China, I am against you, God, and may God. I am against you, says the Lord. Okay? Because He knows what they're capable of. My brother and sister, it was God who risen King Nebuchadnezzar and gave him the knowledge and the wisdom and the weaponry knowledge of how to make all those weapons and all that stuff. Same with Russia and the Chaldeans, the Russians. Okay? It was God who gave him that wisdom. Don't, don't, don't look at it any other way. Okay? Why to punish these other nations for their sins? And the disobedience, but then God will destroy them. Because God did destroy King Nebuchadnezzar in his army. Okay? Well, the good thing with King Nebuchadnezzar, he repented, but God did destroy the army of the Chaldeans. They're no more. They have not been anymore for thousands of years. They've been destroyed. God, what he, what he promised, he fulfilled. It may take them 
and compared to our years a little time, but he fulfilled it 100%. My brother and sister. So God says, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died. Okay? Deuteronomy 34, 5. The servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. Okay? We humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves and remain humble. Repenting. He didn't get God the glory. He died. My brother and sister. In Christ now, we get transformed. He was transformed before them. And his face shone as the sun. His raiment was white as the light. I seen this on redeeming heaven. That have been that walk with the Lord now in heaven. How do I? How can I describe what I see in heaven that the redeemed are wearing? Well, I seen them shining like the sun. Their face shining like the sun. I seen their raiments white as the light. Is what I'm seeing. Is that biblical? There it is. Matthew 17, 2. True 100%. 100% is true. My brother, that's why I'm so excited. I am so excited. Because just as Jesus was changed, transformed, so are we the bride of Christ very soon. This is his promise to us. And God keep his promises. So I'm reading you. God keep his promise. My brother and sister. He's not going to, hallelujah, tell us, tell us something and not fulfill it. That's not God. My brother and sister, that's not him. Truth. He is faithful. Everything he has said in his word since the beginning, he has fulfilled. My brother, everything he told us from the beginning, he fulfilled. And he's going to change Hallelujah. He's going to change us. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I'll show you a mystery. This is a mystery. Okay? But a mystery that you can read in the Bible. Because Jesus is the first from the dead. So his change, his transformation, show us what's going to happen to you and I. Behold, I'll show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. As long as you have not died physically, and you're still alive by now, if you're still alive tonight, if you're still alive today, right a step before the rapture, that means you were scheduled by God, by the Lord, to be rapture departure. That's what he was showing me last night. The people that are scheduled. When I entered, when he took me there, and I'm seeing these people up in this mountain, I knew the knowledge that these people were scheduled to be there to this timing, to this hour, to be in change and being transformed. This bride of Christ. Amazing, 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 amazing thing. And we are only once. Step away, my brother and sister, from being changed. Hallelujah. Because look, when Jesus goes up the mountain, hallelujah, what happened when he takes that step? He was changed before them. 
and you notice that he is before them. What do that means? He is in front of them, a few steps ahead of them. They could not take the step he took. They could not, my brother and sister. Because when you take that step of being transformed and you go to the other side, well, the Bible says in John 10 that the sheep can go in and out. They might, he might be able to bring them back. But as he told me, once you go in, you can't come back. That's, that's been the history of it. But he says in John 10 that the sheep can go in and out. My brother and sister. So again, he is in front of them, a few steps ahead of them, in other words. And when he took that step, when he went in front of them, he is before them, step before them. He took the step and he was changed. Because in the order of God, pertaining to what he had created from the beginning, this is how it happened. With the bride is now, the next step of the bride is to be changed, to be transformed. So the step he took to show us that the word of God, how God has said everything, and if you take, if you go up the mountain, and you take that step that Jesus took, you will be changed. You will be transformed. So right now, we're, we are like they are stopped. Everyone I saw up in the mountain, you, my brothers and sisters, were standing there. None of us was taking that step. Oh, but if I ask you, how many of you want to take that step? How many of you want to take that step? I bet you a lot of people say, I, I, brother, I want to take that step. See, it's all in God's timing. It's all in God's timing. It's all in God's order. Jesus showed us in a, a taste of what's going to happen to us, being changed and being transformed when we take that step. That's where we are. I saw it. It was right there in front of me. And that's why I can describe it to you. When I see it in Jesus now, I just say, it's all amazing. Everything is in, is in his words. So, hallelujah. He was transformed before him. His face shone. Okay? It's not the first time in the Bible that you see the face of someone shine. Hallelujah. You have this angel whose face shine. When Moses went up to Mount Sinai, the Bible said that Hallelujah. It came to pass that Moses, this is Exodus 34, 29. And it came to pass that when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablet testimony in his hand, when he came down from the mount, Moses knew now that the skin of his face shone while he was talking with him. Are you, are you listening to me, my brother and sister? I know a lot of you feel uncomfortable where you are. But you don't need to fear. God, God has told us. He's taking care of us. He's protecting us. You don't need to fear. You don't need to be afraid. If you feel a bit uncomfortable, you never think here. You're up in the mountain with the Lord. At the, at, the, at, at the point to take that next step of being changed and transformed. I believe. This is my belief of what the Lord has shown me. That our next step is the three days of darkness. Any day now. I mean, anything. I don't know 10 hours. I wish I knew, but it, maybe it's not even good. Maybe it'll be a sin for anyone to say I know. I just know it's close. But the signs is showing me. 
I just don't know when. But it's so close. God saying to me, there's no time left. What do you think that means? I had understand. I had understood it in my spirit. My spirit had grasped of sin. By him saying, there's no time left. No more time. My brothers and sisters. So Moses comes from up the mountain being with the Lord God's face. And his face shone, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that whenever another children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of the face of Moses, and they were afraid to come nigh to him. Why? Because he's looking like an angel, in other words. In our changing, in our being transformed, we are made like angels. Jesus, when I was asked about marriage and all that, he said that we will be like angels. So he compared us to angels. Okay? We're going to be like angels in heaven, my brother and sister. So that's exciting. And then in verse 35, the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, the skin of Moses, the face of Moses put out the veil upon his face again until he went to speak with him. So he used a veil like a something to protect his own face. My brother and sister. So, the, so to make it easy, I believe it was. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So that face shining, it's, 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 I believe, my brother and sister, hallelujah, is, is looking like an angel. That's what I believe it is. They look like an angel when this happens, my brother and sister. And so I believe that oh, looking like the Lord, hallelujah, looking like God, looking spiritual, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So 1 Corinthians 15, 52. And a moment, and a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. Okay? For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise, and corruptible, and we shall be changed. The last trumpet that was sound among the children of Israel was to march. Take the next step. The last trumpet that was sound among the children of Israel was to take the next step to move. Right now we're still. Be still and know that I am the Lord, God says. Right now we're still, knowing the Lord. And when that last trumpet sound was for them to move, take the next step. But when we take the next step, we're going to be changed. We're going to be transformed into a glorified body. Since the Lord has promised the last reign, the last revival to us, the bride of Christ. Since He's promised the last revival, I believe, as the Lord has shown to me before also, that when we take that next step and we are changed and we are transformed, we then are used for a little season, short season, to be used in the revival, okay, mightily. It has to be this way, I believe, down here, because nuclear weapon may be going off at the same time. My brother and sister. Now, I don't think that we're going to see the nuclear weapon. Although he showed me it was so close, we are taking out the nuclear weapon happens. 
But I believe before they are released this way, we're going to get to evangelize whosoever he wants. And then, when they press those missiles, we're out of here. Okay? I hope the Lord will explain more to me in regards to this. And, and the revival going on. Because I desolate the nation and really in chaos why we were doing revival. So the question is, does the word begin before we go out or we go on and the word begin? It's hard to say. Because we know that the earthquake in California is coming. The eastern tsunami is still coming. And then we know the word in Israel will also come. Basically do it in the same timing. So the question is, my brother and sister, all these have been going up. I know because I'm in the, by the eastern part of the United States, we will experience, well, not so much where I am, but we will experience in, in, in the major city, I feel like in Charlotte, um, destruction by the tsunami. Okay? So the question is, Experiencing this destruction by the tsunami, then, and then experiencing the change, the transformation, and we got to go out and evangelize. Because I did see myself, ourselves moving, helping people during this awful time of judgment coming up here, the eastern part of the United States. So this still thinks that. You know, it might be in regards to timing, we don't understand. We don't need to understand the timing and, we, and, and reality the, and where God has said everything to be so. But it's just what he has shown us, okay? Um, and brother was telling me that he death fell, I believe he says, uh, by word. Word was, my brother was telling me he had a dream like word was happening, a word was happening. Okay, and then thank you for that. Uh, walking the truth says that it's so a huge, a huge wave coming over New York City after nuke. Uh, were you sure that it was the nuke that that created the the, the huge wave, the tsunami? Because that, that's a tsunami that you're seeing. You were sure in your spirit, you had that assurance from the Lord uh, that that's what's happening. Because you know, in the spirit, the Lord gives you that knowledge, that understanding. This is happening because of this. Because I did mention that Russia do have missiles, and I believe they are nuclear missiles, that also will cause mighty tsunami against any country, and also mighty earthquake. Okay, amen. Thank you for that. Yes, taken out to heaven, and I saw four angels. So, okay, it was taken into heaven now. Uh, right afterward, is, is what I'm, under, I'm trying to understand. When you had that dream, and you saw that tsunami coming in New York City, and now you're telling me you saw angels after that, it was... It, then you were taken up in the rapture right after it happened. Is what you're saying, okay? Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, you know, we, you know, the Lord will show us these things, and then we'll have more questions. And then, yes, we got to trust the Lord and wait on the Lord. It's basically, what we need to do: pray and ask the Lord, uh, help me understand this more. Okay. A lot of people focus on the timing. Okay, you were taken to a crystal-like ship. Okay. Hallelujah. Yes. 
That's true. Thank you, Brother Strada. Uh, maybe underwater nuke can cause tsunami. They got actually specific. Russia has a specific miss to cause the tsunami. And then, you know, the one that I saw online that they were testing is not necessarily a nuclear weapon because... Um, thank you, Ezra. Um, let me read what she said. What Ezra said. I had a dream about New Orleans being flooded and destroyed, brother. Okay. It was all over the bridge destroyed to leave New Orleans too. Amen. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Yes. Please, today, Bible study, please share your dream. I'll, I'll just tell the people while you're telling me there in the chat room. Amen. So, it's hard to know uh, because I, the, the only thing I know is that when the three, three signs the Lord has given me, which are on YouTube, happens, right after that, we come home, we go home. The bride goes home. And how much of it we're going to see? I don't think it's much, though. I don't think. I knew at one time in the revelation of the Lord that shortly, shortly, like weeks, 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 shortly, weeks, before weeks, five weeks, after the, the judgment and all this happened, the bride disappeared. Basically what I saw. But again, no one knows a day and hour. I got to keep saying this because people focus on timing. Never focus on timing. Remember what God says, no man knows a day and hour. That's very important. But you look at the signs. Yes, look at the signs. The signs. Because he's given us signs. Before these things happening, the signs are already, my brother and sister, are happening. This happening with Russia, a clear sign that we're about to be taken out, the bride of Christ. Okay, which is awesome. It's exciting that we are just one step away from going home, being changed. Now, after we are changed, this is the question. How soon are we going home after we are changed? Not right away. Not right away. And I say this because when Jesus was changed, my brother and sister, he went out to preach again and all. He, he, he still kept doing God's work. But it was closer for him to being crucified, though. Okay, because now this is Matthew 17. And, and, and after this, it's so close for him to being crucified. My brother and sister. Okay. So, behold, after Jesus would change his face, look at the sun, his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses, Elisha, talking with him. And Moses and Elisha are in heaven. They are in heaven. So in another word, everything heaven and earth at that very moment where he would change, he was totally connected with heaven and earth. It was right there. He could talk with them. The other day when he allowed me, he gave me that experience where I turned back from heaven. I, 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 when I took my step and I went through that door, I felt like I was walking from earth into heaven. And it all happened so quickly. It's just in the blink of an eye. The Bible says, in an opening of an eye. Opening. Up, close and open. It's just so quickly. My brother and sister. And this is one reason why, how can you time something that happened in an opening of your eyes? You can't. Because it's faster than a second or millisecond. So you can't time it. And that's what God's been telling us. Don't, don't think that you will know the day or the hour when these things will happen. You won't be able to, because these are spiritual things. God can do these things so, so quickly. 
like lacking happens, three judgments happen quickly. The, this word with, 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 with my brother and sister with Russia, it's here. And you can see all these news reporters, they're all singing the same song against President Putin. Fox News, CNN, they're all, NBC, CNBC, they're all singing the same song, my brother and sister. They're all coming against President Putin. Why? Because they're being manipulated to the vaccine. That's what they wanted. That's what the elite wanted. They got the people under their control when they got vaccinated. They hate that they're being injected now through their mind, their brain. They can't stop themselves. They cannot. They cannot stop themselves from hating Russia, President Putin. That's why everybody keeps saying, oh, we need to stop this. Everyone's saying the same song, saying nonsense and foolishness. Not really knowing the reason for all these things. That the, what they're calling apart themselves by saying that is destruction upon themselves. And that's what the devil wants. The devil wants them to cry out, wolf, wolf, wolf. To provoke President Putin to launch those missiles and destroy humanity. Because you know all the millions that are going to die quickly? The devil and his demon will be celebrating this victory. Because to them it's a great victory. They get to have all the souls. Hallelujah. That's so sad. It's a fact of the matter. This is happening. My brother and sisters. So most of the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. He was very he, and he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab over again, Vespeor, but no man knows the sepulcher until this day. No one knows what the body the body of Moses was buried. Literally, but someone thought he was very smart, a fallen sheriff, and looked to see where God put him and went to get him. Satan went to get Moses' body. But Michael was given the charge to protect the body of Moses. Because when God asked in the book of Joel, Satan, where do you come from? And Satan answered from going to and fro. He was checking, Satan had checked every inch of this earth up and down. My brother and sister. So that's why when God buried Moses, no human being can find it. But the devil, as he goes up and down checking everything, he knows where all the gold diamonds is at this earth. He knew, he saw where God put him. But what he disregarded was that Michael had an order to protect that body. And the, the, the Archangel Michael doesn't take nonsense from the devil. He was not going to stand there and let the devil take the body. Even though in position and high rank, the devil had a higher rank than Michael. But when God doesn't matter how small you are, gives you an order to protect something or someone, your child, your daughter, or your son, you don't go to the park and let them play, and you go, and you go on your iPhone, on your cell phone, and you forget about your child, and when you open up your eyes, it's stolen from you, okay? You're going to have to answer God. You're going to have to answer God. Because God, when He gave you that gift, your children are, in the book of Proverbs, gift of the Lord. You are responsible as a, te- as a caretaker to protect your children. You don't leave them out of your sight. 
You don't go on yourself and playing your, your, your video games and forget about your children where people can steal them from you and you will not even know. That is a great, a great act, hallelujah, of disobedience. You're not taking care of your children, a great irresponsibility in your part. Mother, father, okay? Take care of your children. Take care of your children or you will have to answer your creator. Okay? You will have to answer your creator. And what, oh God, I was on my cell phone and I was playing this game that, that I was so entertained by it. Excuse me? Excuse me? Okay? You're not, you, you probably were doing that, but how do you answer that back to God? As your child was stolen because you were playing game on your cell phone. No. Be responsible before God. Please. So important. I warn people ago, he on the Lord's hour in Spanish and in English. And there was a few people that, that got mad because I say those things. And this mother who used to listen to me, I said to the people, and I will say it again, stop putting your children's Facebook pictures and celebrations. And when you go to the park days and hour on Facebook, and if your cell phone, for any reason, is doing that, you may need to delete Facebook when your, when your cell phone, okay? But there are ways, look it up on YouTube, where you can unprogram your cell phone for putting everything you do on Facebook. This is very important. Please. This mother has beautiful daughter, beautiful daughter. And I advise them to stop putting their picture on Facebook. She got mad. She didn't want to hear it. And her daughter got stolen. About a month and a half after I said these things. And until this day, it's been three years, her daughter has not been found yet. Okay? Her daughter has not been found. And it, you know how they stole her daughter? Because she shared it on Facebook. She went to the park. She got entertained and let her play. And she don't know how or who. They took her daughter. But it was because they tracked her through Facebook, aware about the day and hour she would go to the park with her daughter. And she knew the day she would be at the park, and her daughter would be playing. She was busy doing her things, sitting on her bench. And they took her daughter, and until this day, she had not seen her daughter. It's been over three years ago. And a month and a half before, she heard me saying, not to be posting, okay, like the day you go to the park, the day you celebrate, the day this and that on Facebook. That is a nonsense and a foolishness. And people are tracked, and people are robbed, people are killed, women are abused, and so much more through Facebook. They find out, even through Christless, but Facebook has been the most. Please my brother and sister please okay don't let them get you through your own device okay because these devices are wicked the demons that are on the iPhone Android Siri is a demon they're all demons the Lord showed me this show me not just told me he showed me the demon I saw Siri the demon 
It is a demon. Nothing else but a demon. I was stunned. And God, he showed me this when I'm sleeping because I will fall off my bed easily. My brother and sister, I'm telling you, it is just stunning the thing he, he shows you. My brother and sister, stunning. Now, he did show me the other night something amazing. I saw brothers and sisters, my brother and sister, yes, they do listen to you. And every time I talk about them, they, 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 they ask me, what do I want? They know what I want. For them to be quiet, but they don't say quiet anyway. Brothers and sisters, my wife and I both had the same dream the other night. And I didn't mention this on Sunday. I did put it in, in, the, in the chat room, but I didn't say this. And before I forget, I want to say this. And it's that I was seeing people and the great and the great tribulation when the Lord took me to using flashlight against these that changing against a demon even then that changing or changing into beast. And my wife said she, she told me it was the one that changed into beast where you can directly put the flashlight to the eyes and blind them. Blind them. Tactical remember this word, tactical flashlight. They're very powerful and strong to be used against this beast. If you see, if, if this is for those who are staying behind, and there's a lot of people staying behind. Okay, I don't know if you can use garlic, but you can use the flashlight. Okay, so he goes, what kind of vampire below Because when I said that you can put a stick and get through the heart of the werewolf, <laughs> I know it made a lot of people laugh. Really, you're confusing a vampire with werewolf. Well, werewolf, you kill them with a silver bullet. Vampire, you use a, a, a stick to their heart. And you said that you can kill a werewolf with a stick to their heart, but then brother, brother Benjamin had asked God, and he said, yes. Yes. Um, the other thing I knew, which I also shared on the Lord's a few months ago, you can tie one of these bees with steel wire and chain, and chain. Before they change, I mean, you can talk to a person or be a normal person before you and say, well, you're going to change in an hour or two. Can I tell you what to change so you don't be going up about killing other people? And if, you're, if the person is a, is a, is a person that don't like to kill other people, eat other people, okay, that, you know, that, it will probably agree to that, okay? So just for those that, that, will, be, that will find themselves in those with no problem. Holy oil. You might be able to use it. I don't know specifically about using it. I know you can anoint your property. Um, you can anoint your property, yourself, your family, your room, house. Okay? Even your cell phone. I don't know how many of you are taking oil and anoint your cell phone because demon comes to you. Demon attacks you to your cell phone, your television. I anoint them too. Rebuke this demon. Believe me, you get peace through it. Amen. So, hallelujah. I don't want to forget anything. That's why if you have any questions, ask. Okay. But do, yes, I believe you can use holy oil. Amen. Not holy water, holy oil. Okay. Holy water is for the Catholic and other things, but holy oil is totally different. It's biblical. I, I don't remember reading about holy water in the Bible. 
okay? Guard against vampires. <laughs> I don't know about that one. That, that must be just in the Hollywood movie. Okay, but you could um, use a stick through the heart against the werewolf and kill him. Now, my brother and sister, commanding demons to go in the name of the Lord. In my words, in my words, okay, in my words, that, okay, yes, it works, it works, yes, works, yes. Lord, is that what you're saying, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Because I just heard that. the Lord saying, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, I didn't know that. That's new to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. He said, yes. So I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I, I'm just finding out in the great tribulation. I didn't know you can use the name of the Lord. Say, yes. Thank you, Lord. Wow. The things you learn. Okay. Amen. So yes, you can. That's new to me. Because your thing is in the great tribulation, the Holy Spirit is not on earth anymore. You know, and and the power is the Holy Spirit. So how would that work? But the Lord said, yes, you can. So there you go. Something new I just learned that I didn't know. <laughs> he has to tell me in order. That's why I tell you, I don't know, my brother. He has to tell me. He has to reveal it to me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm learning by the day with him and teaching me. My brother and sister. This is the awesome thing. Hallelujah. So, the stick through the hard work against the world. But, here's the problem. If, if that person who you, you might be putting the stick through the heart is your family. You don't want to kill them. Because then how's the soul going to come out of hell at the end? back to the body when or especially if you're praying for this person so you want to avoid killing your werewolf or your beast brother or sister father mother daughter or son you don't want to kill them you don't want to put a stick to the heart because that 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 will be terrible for them okay and the other part is if they will elude them and they won't die then they may be on the ground in pain that's possible, but they will be bleeding out. So the 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 five foot by six, I saw them turn them into beasts. And thank you for that question about the zombie. I don't know, and this is something Lord help me. But I don't know. I don't know. Sincerely, I will tell you this again. I'm gonna the way I saw it, and the way I have experienced, and the way the Lord has revealed it to me. Pfeiffer by seeing change to beast. Okay? Beast. The, the Moderna changed them, changed them into werewolf. The Johnson & Johnson changed them into a two-headed beast. And the AstraZeneca changed them into flying bird. I don't know which other by seeing changed them into zombie. I don't know. Okay? It could be the outcome of some of them changing into I don't know which by thing. But here's another thing. After nuclear weapons, this is this we will have to ask the Lord. If nuclear weapon has to do with these monsters changing into something because of the 
contamination, radiation, and then they take it to somebody. It's something that I will, have, I will probably have to pray about. My brother and sister. Okay? It's something I don't know. And it's difficult to uh, say. But we can always ask the Lord to reveal it to us, to help us understand where where do these zombies come from? Because, hallelujah, the crossroad caused them to become zombies. Okay, so if you have to prepare something like that. Is it changed? We know it's there. We know that these vaccines, all of them, all of them, will change the DNA. That we know. That's why they're so good to be removed, because of the change of the DNA. But the question is, that we don't know. How are they changing to something? I saw the changing into beings. Even after four or five years into the Great Tribulation, they're changing into werewolf, beast. Because I saw, I saw my two high school best friends in New Jersey that are in Orlando, Florida right now. Change one into a werewolf and the other one into a beast. And when my friend, who changed into a werewolf, who dragged me to his house because I didn't want to go, he had changed back into a human, and I, I you know, I was, I was afraid to go to his house. Elvi, come on, you're my friend. Remember, we used to hang out back in high school. You know, we know each other for so many years. Elvie. Come on, come to my house. And I said, dude, I just saw you change into a wolf and eat someone. Don't worry, I won't change back like in three hours, he says, in 15 minutes, something like that. He was timing all this stuff. He had, he was, he was uh, putting next on the wall on the time. Like he had like a schedule on the white wall of his house. and had all the hours. Crossed out the hours that he would change into a beast. Before he changed into a beast, he had it all crossed out, the hour he would be a beast. And then when he would change back to human, he had the, that, those empty hours there, three hours and 15 minutes before he changed back into a beast. It's like a three-hour rest. And I could see his skin and all that, some of his skin hanging or pulled, torn. It, it, was, it, it, was, it was a mess. And it was painful. Every time he changed into a wolf, werewolf, it was very painful. My brother and sister. So... And thank you for that information. The 5G will do that something too. Well, we know that the 5G is what? I also learned something. The 5G is, is part of the tool that the people are vaccinated that will help them with the change. Okay? Now, they are putting an additive on meat, food, and water to give people a strong, we talked about this in the Lord's Hour, a strong desire to be vaccinated. Be careful with that. If you've got this strong desire to just go and take the right thing, they are do, they're causing that to you. Because they're putting an additive to food. Yes, the five people interact with graphene, hydroxide, that is on the job. Okay, yeah, because they, they do put those chemical solutions in it. 
in order to get the Visina active, I believe is what I heard or what I read online. One of the, I believe it was the Moderna side, as it was being described. So, so they are putting this chemical active to activate the Visina against the blood once goes into the body, which it also makes it dangerous. I also learned that two years of the people are vaccinated, they're going to begin to die. I believe it's uh, one of the uh, side effects is death, okay? I don't know if it's heart inflammation that we're talking about. So if anyone vaccinated, um, take anti-inflammation, which is in, what is it there? Ibuprofen, ibuprofen. Ibuprofen, ibuprofen, um, is an anti-inflammation medication. And a lot of people have ibuprofen, my brother and sister. And you you may want to have it, okay, for the reason that, and probably you want to recommend it to your family. Okay, ibuprofen. Oh, I think I spelled it wrong. Because my brother and sister, hallelujah, it will help with the inflammation because the bicine will cause heart inflammation. And in two years, they say people will begin to die off, like heart attack. Did they mention stroke? I'm trying to think if they mentioned stroke. It will be information that some of you will have to look it up. That in mind, yes, I, HIV AIDS is in the job too. Yes, it is. Okay. So have a bottle or two of ibuprofen in your house. Okay, ibuprofen is, is anti-inflammation. Okay, it's a pain, re- pain reliever, pain reducer, and I believe it says this is, let me see, anti-inflammation somewhere. Might be in the back, it's little letters that they're hard to read, but it, I believe it is. Someone can confirm that to me, please, on the shot room. Okay, you may want to keep a bottle or two in your house, or three or four, as much as you can, because this you can give to someone who's been vaccinated and recommend. Okay, my brother and sister. Okay, yes, yeah, five for you said five for release of page, an adverse reaction, uh, stroke, heart issue, blood clot. Yeah, I, I heard that online. I was like, wow. And these other studies were done by independents specialists and they find out that a lot of people will have stroke and heart issues like inflammation in the heart and ibuprofen is really good for that for inflammation my brother and sister so you may want to keep a few bottles in your house uh, on your first aid kit so uh, you can and also recommend it to other people if you, if you can give them a few or give them a bottle that will be great because in two years, okay, uh, in two years, people will start having these side effects. They become very strong on their body, especially those that have taken the first shot, okay? The reaction will be tremendous. And don't forget to take the white pine tea, okay? Take that white pine tea, especially those that have taken the first shot very important because that will restore your DNA and, 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 and 
in such a effective way that he really works. My brothers and sisters, I have begin, I have taken in and really, really affected. I have not taken no shot, not at all. I will not do that. But I have, I have taken the Wi-Fi tea and it's food. I, I'm a tea drinker for many years, and believe me, I drink tea, tea every day, two kinds of tea every day. And I added that white pine tea into it. It is just so amazing. You can feel it in your body. Okay? So, uh, yes, Ebola. Yes. Okay? So, well, that's another thing. Your immune system is affected by the white pine So that's it. It complicates things, those that are taking the white pine Because imagine in two years, it will, it will kill you. Practically is what they're saying. People will begin to have all these side effects. Death. Death. I don't know how can a medication says one of the side effects is death. To me, that's like, wow. Uh, can, you get, can you give me more explanation on that? Death as a side effect? That's in the vaccine. That is incredible. Incredible. My brother and sister. So. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Peter, that is Peter. Hallelujah. He talked about the coming of the Lord in his letter so much. The Apostle Peter. Okay, that the day of the Lord is at hand, he says. So, Peter said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Of course it's good. Because... He just saw Jesus being changed from form into a glorified body in front of him. So he understood, Peter understood the goodness, the wellness of getting to the top of the mountain where Jesus was. And it was not because Peter experienced, because they experienced the change. My brother and sister, it's because they saw Jesus change in the top of the mountain. And then they saw Moses and Elijah talking with him. So they understood the importance of getting to the top of the mountain. And a lot of us are at the top of the mountain. And the next step is to be changed and to be transformed. That's it. I mean, any day now, we take that step. Get ready for that new step, next step. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to forget we changed the P.O. boss. It's not in Hendersonville. It's in Nashville now. A few weeks ago. And we were having problems to doing the port for the forwarding of the P.O. boss. And for those that like to send letters to us through the P.O. boss, please don't send it to the old because they may return it back to you. Send it to the new P.O. boss. 638. A2, I believe it is. Let me look it up real quick. It is um, on the Lord's Hour dot org. The Lord's Hour P.O. Box 6283, Asheville, North Carolina, 28816. 28816. Again, the Lord's Hour P.O. Box 6283, Asheville, North Carolina, 28816. Man, I need to remind people of this. So they don't send letter to the other boss, Peter boss. Peter understood that it was good. It was good. Okay, let us make three.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.